Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. and Enjoy the show. Sacramento Kings. For our man Keegan Murray, you thought because the game was on Saturday, we wasn't going to light the beam with Young Zell? Come on, man. You know what it is. Wait a minute. They do not know what Sacktown brings. When on the low, that's a Sacktown thing. Talking about us, it's a bounce out thing. Must they forgot we some Sacramento Kings. Whole squad going crazy. Yeah, we back with it. Northern Cali going crazy once sack winning. If you doubted us, then ain't no back spinning. This is real right here. Ain't no catfishing. Uh, uh, so tell me what you see now. See now. Coming down the lane off the rebound. Rebound. It's 916 now. Look towards the sky like the beam now. Tell them like, like the beam. beam. Hey, like the beam hey, 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 shout out hey, to the boys. Hey. Our man Young Zell right yeah. there on the intro. You know what it is. Welcome in. It's Stilo and KC here on this Monday, December 18th. I'm Damian Barling. The ultimate needle mover in God mode himself. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. We are so happy that you are here with us. Funny story, real quick. Saturday, I'm at the uh, the the Barling Pajama Jam, you know, on, on on Saturday night. Kings win. I'm driving back home. I'm like, yeah, boy, get to see that boob. You know what time it is. And uh, I didn't see it. 
Why? Too late? By the time I got to downtown, it was after midnight. Oh, okay. <laughs> I vote that thing needs to be up till be 3 a.m. At least 2. At least 2. 2 a.m. At least 2. Yeah, yeah. 2 I mean, everything in Sacramento closes at 2. Why not yeah, the beam? Yeah. I was, a little, I was a little disappointed. Okay. I was like, come on, man. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I look, and I left a little early. To, well, I don't know did. when that party well, ended. Maybe, oh, <laughs> that thing was popping. Not. It didn't. It didn't end when you. That's for sure. Um, no, I had a nice time on on Saturday. It was fun because we were watching the game, yeah. right? Like it was a it yeah. was an early arriving crowd. Um, for for one of our our get-togethers, and there was a point where like I'm we're watching we're watching. It's still the first half, mm. and me and me and um, my man Chris are watching it. My man Sean, and we're. Yo, like Keegan had just hit a three. I was like, yo, Keegan is cooking. Mm-hmm. Go to commercial, come back. Like, Keegan's got 19. I was like, God damn, Keegan's got 19 in the first half. Mm. And then that third quarter hit. Third quarter went crazy. And it was one of those <laughs> things where, like, people, like, are starting to arrive at that point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, more coming in. And it's like, yo, 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 yo. And you're pointing at the screen like, yo, Keegan is going nuts. Three. Keegan. Three and the sound is off because the music is playing, yeah. and all we see are the Kings reacting, the crowd reacting. I don't know how many threes he's up to. I don't know how many <laughs> points he's up to until they show the graphic on the screen, and it's just like, yo, man, what is happening now? And that was that. The way we watched it with the group of people was a blast to watch. Man, man, I, it, it, I was sitting there. I was on my way there, and I, I while the third quarter was going on, and he just. Just kept hitting threes. Yeah, he just kept hitting threes. Yeah, he one. banked the one in and I'm from the corner. Yes, I said he banked it in from the corner. Mm. All right, mm. hit that one. Uh, Mark Jones couldn't believe it. You know, he was just like, "This guy's hotter than fish grease." That's, no, man, that's that all fish it was. Grease is hot. And then at the end of the quarter, for him to, to hit that final one at the end of the quarter, it's like, "Yo, this is a moment." Oh, this it is was a moment. absolutely a moment. That was the night. Um, Keegan went crazy. Yeah, that was a moment. That's one of those games that if you were there, you'll talk about it forever. And if you weren't, in a couple years, you'll tell people you were there. And, like, in 10 years, there probably will be about 45,000 people saying they were live at the Golden One Center when Keegan Murray scored uh, 47. That's crazy, that man. Was it 11 straight threes? Because, like, he missed, like, his first or second one. Yeah, he made 11 straight threes. I feel like I could absolutely be, bananas. I could be wrong. I think uh, we'll look it up. I thought um, I thought they said he made his first eleven. Oh, did he make his first? Oh, I thought I he. Ma- I thought he the, missed. The so there was so twice saw. during the game. I got Keegan confused with Trey. <laughs> so maybe I saw Trey miss one, and it wasn't Keegan. I didn't think he hit his first eleven. I thought he hit eleven in a row. But yeah, I thought it, that he, was the stat I saw. Yeah. But I, it was on Twitter, so it could have been wrong. But it was the NBA. No, I could I could have gotten it wrong. I just told y'all how I was watching the game. Um, see, Robbie Ford was there. He he said it was unreal. He said he missed his second one. But yep, I don't know if Robbie Ford was really there or not. But <laughs> that's the way that game is going to be now. If you were anywhere in the vicinity of Sacramento, you were there the night Keegan Murray went crazy. I was there. See, he was he was absolutely not it in my house. Crazy in there it was crazy. I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Paul Charles said he started uh see look look no one no one knows. 
11 in a row. Uh, eleven in a row. Uh, is there, what? No, no. Where's the other one? No, no, no. Where's the other? Not one? his first eleven. Uh, twelve of thirteen. There it is. There we go. I saw the Steph Curry reaction, that was which was cool. which was which was fun. Did he did what? <laughs> That's fire. When that you get when you cool. get when you get that kind of astonishment from the greatest shooter shooter of all time, yeah, yeah that's good stuff right there. And that's was, good stuff. And he's like, "That's crazy. Twelve of twelve of thirteen is crazy." And then of course he goes yeah. out, and we're like, "Oh, like it's okay." Like I wanted him to break Buddy's record. I wanted him to oh, break Clay's yeah. record. I wanted him to break everybody's record. Mm. And then Mike puts him back in, and they clearly run a couple of plays to 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 get him some shots and. He had gone cold at that point, missed a couple, and Mike just was like, all right, we've got this. What I didn't understand is after he got the dunk, which should have been an and one, I was I was ready to give him two more times up and down the court. Get mm. 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Get 50. Yeah. Run a, a three-point play for this man to try and get 50. Yeah. But he after after he got the dunk, uh, there was a foul. The Kings had fouled somebody, and then he, he got him out right then and there. I was like, oh, man, give him two times up and down the court. The crowd – hanging on his every movement the way they were in the third quarter was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was just absolutely awesome to watch. Um, especially after allegedly, we don't know if this is true or not, but Masai Ujiri was telling his people in the media, oh yeah, they, 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 could, they, could, they, could, they, could, they could wrestle away Pascal Siakam from me or OG Ananobi. As long as I get Keegan Murray, Masai, you can sit your ass down, sir. <laughs> You ain't so, getting Keegan Murray. I, I think I know the answer for me and you, but do you think, in in general, did this change? Did this change the untouchability? No, I guess he was already for some, No, for me and you, but yeah. for others, um, for 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 the other teams, do they look at Keegan Murray now like, oh, I, I'd be willing to to get in, you know, some trade discussions for him. Did that game change? Yeah, yeah I mean, you. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't speak because to me, even before, like, if you were still willing to trade Keegan Murray, if you if you weren't sold on it on on Domas, De'Aaron, and Keegan being this this like the the pillars of what this team is doing for the next six to eight years, mm-hmm. I don't know what to like. Mm-hmm. I I don't. I was already. I don't know what to say. Like. It, it maybe, maybe, but maybe for those people, it did. It did. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, that 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 dude's the one. He ain't going nowhere. And and still, with, with all that said, like the forty-seven is amazing. What he's doing on the defensive end, mm. <sighs> Bruh, We've long wanted the Kings to have Paul George. Mm-hmm. They may have gotten him. They may have gotten a Paul George type player. Like they may have gotten a guy who, as he develops, like we're we're twenty something games, twenty twenty two, twenty three games, twenty four games, excuse me, into a second season, and we see the growth that he's had on the defensive end in these twenty four games. Mm-hmm. Like this is a dude who, over the course of the next two or three years, we could start talking about as one of the better defenders in the entire league. Yeah, one hundred, especially. With the head coach that he has, one hundred percent. The only thing I'd like to see a little bit more before I go there is the same thing I want to see from the Middleton comparisons, which I'm starting to see. I'm, I'm 
the vision, you know, is getting clearer and clearer. I don't have to squint as much, but I got to see more off the bounce creation. That's that's the separator between for me for Paul George and Keegan Murray. And if I see that, now we're closer. But what he's doing so, on the defensive end, well, right? It's it's up there as being this is the three and three and D wing everybody's mm-hmm. always talking about. But why do you need to see that? Because that's what Paul George can do. So I okay okay so maybe that maybe that's too specific when you use a player. Even name, Middleton though, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson wasn't a create off the dribble guy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but he was right. one of he was a top. He was a top two way player in yeah, the absolutely. league for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Clay. Paul had, George had a, was elite. Like, I think Clay has a little bit more than Keegan, but but no, nah, I mean, he's more in than that Keegan vein, as far as like being able to do some off the bounce. Oh, okay. But he's in that vein. I, I'm not even saying it to disagree with you. I'm just saying that's the the next progression. That's what you like to see. No, I got yeah, you. It's the next Shoot, at this point, just w- w- call, tell us what you want from Keegan because apparently he could do it. <laughs> also, we talk about did, did this um, – Vivek going hit to hit us with a uh, Steph, Clay, but bigger. What was what was the line? <laughs> uh, what did he say? It was something like that. He going to hit Shoot us with one like of Clay, those. Shoot like Clay, size of Steph. I don't Some, know. No, I think it's the other way. Shoot like Steph. Well, God. <laughs> I said pause before there was any play or any call. Still, still that just. Um, the, uh, but this is also like I talk about, did this change anything for anybody or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't change anything for the Kings because this was coming off the heels of the Kings telling James Ham, yeah, no, he's not involved in any any trade discussions. And no. he won't be. No. That happened, what, Saturday morning? Yeah, Saturday morning, before the game. Mm-hmm. That happened Saturday morning before the game. James Ham uh, reported that. We'll come back. We will talk a lot more about the Kings. Lost in all of the stuff. The Kings played really well in that game. Like, they played a complete basketball game. With no De'Aaron Fox. With De'Aaron Fox on the bench. Now, we watched uh, 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 Sean Cunningham shoot around today. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was a full participant. Uh, spoke to the media. Uh, talked about his shoulder injury a little bit, so we'll um, we'll talk about all of that. Of course, there's a game tonight against a really tough Washington Wizards team. Mm. You don't underestimate those types of squads. Two champions. Why? Two champions. Why do you not underestimate those types of squads? Because Kenny and I, much like a lot of you, were forced on Friday night to watch the San Antonio Spurs and Los oh. Angeles Lakers on national television. End up being interesting. But what happened? Spurs win. Spurs, Spurs win. What, after 18 straight, 19 yeah. straight, they get a win. Yeah. We ain't getting our jokes off on the Wizards today. Nah, That's man. a tough basketball team, especially the Wizards at Christmas time at the Golden One Center. <laughs> horrible, horrible memories. We'll come back. We'll talk much more about your Sacramento Kings. Of course, we'll talk NFL. San Francisco 49ers as well. Steeler and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As we mentioned, Sacramento Kings are back in action tonight against the uh, Washington Wizards after... A thrilling victory on Saturday night against the Utah Jazz. I have something to say, but man, this granola bar it was like the craziest bite ever. I'm trying to finish this. I'll take your no, no. So take your time. No, it's fine. This here's is, the question. Okay. This is this is nothing about nothing. But you said there's going to be like forty thousand people who said they were at the at the the Kings game mm-hmm. on Saturday. Do you know how many people were at Panthers Falcons yesterday? Oh, I don't. They said they said it was seventy um, percent. They said it was ninety five percent full. Okay, that didn't look like it was ninety five percent. And who who would go there? Who would go to that game in the rain? Bryce Young's family? No, no. Yeah, I saw um I saw the end of it in the reaction I, I and the weather. I don't think I would have gone 90%. I I only asked because that I've heard the story this morning about the, <laughs> the did you see the prices to get in that place? Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. On the high end, mm-hmm. you could get in for $5. Oh, that, I'm sorry. You said on the high end. On the high end, you can get in for five dollars. Okay. On the low end, yeah, you can get in for forty five cents. <laughs> you, you, you taking stop a, playing? You, you taking a biggie bag, or you going to the Panthers game that day? Front office sports. Depending on where you look, get in ticket prices for today's Panthers game range from forty five cents to five dollars. Like, how does it even get to 45 cents? Like, how is that even a thing? <laughs> this is a little bit of a, but they have like a wide shot of, and I, I believe this is like either halftime or beginning of the game. And it really looks like there's about 175 people there. Well, <laughs> that's how many people that have already lied about being at Keegan Murray's game the other night. <laughs> There was nobody, and I don't blame it. I just, I just hadn't seen that. When I heard it was you could get in for forty five cents, I mean, that's crazy. You just bring your piggy bank to, to the <laughs> arena, man. And <laughs> who's you selling that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but Gilbert brings up a great point. After services and fees, it's one hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> that's fast. Well, the funny thing I was listening about this on, on the radio this morning, and services. <laughs> 
It's also a good question, Casey. Does it include the 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 players yes. in the 170? <laughs> yes. So like this, I, I they were trying to say, and I don't, I'm I'm not sure how it goes, but they were saying services and fees are based on the percentages of the original ticket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this would be like after services and fees, it'd be like 68 cents to get into. <laughs> 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 to get into that game. That's that was amazing. crazy. I, I had never seen um, – I know some people were talking about it, but they were like – it was like the lowest attended football game in like 50 years or something. That's amazing. Christmas. Absolutely amazing. Uh, so was Steph Curry's reaction to what Keegan Murray did. Keegan year. Murray started 12 of 13 from three. Um, you've hit what? <laughs> yeah, in the first three quarters. Um, you've hit 13 in I mean, the game before. Uh, it's still going on. They took him out, out earlier. Ah, he got hit with it. <laughs> Clay, Clay hypothetically had 18 in Chicago if he would have stayed in the game. And is it still going on? Well, just how how he still at? Oh, this is this is dope. He's still at 12. I think so. <laughs> Pull it up, Anthony. Come on. <laughs> yes. How how would you just describe that record, just in terms of its difficulty to achieve? You know, you and Clay have both been up there. Uh, I mean, when somebody, the team knows you're hot, they're going to start to shade your way, take, you know, your looks away. you got to sustain that over the course of a game. 12 or 13 is nuts. Um, he's 12 or 14 right now. He's getting them up. He's getting them up. How much time's left? I love, Stay tuned. I love how invested Steph was into the, to the whole, like, okay, wait a minute. How close is he? How much time is left? Yeah. What, what records are going to fall? All right. Oh, he's going for it. He's getting them up. He's getting them up. That's good stuff. I love that. That is good stuff, man. I love that. Shout out. Shout I rock out. with Steph. No matter what, I rock with Steph. Always. Always. And you guys got mad at me because I, I considered the thought of getting a Steph Curry jersey. I said no. I wouldn't do it unless he got traded. But that's, that's my guy so much. You get a Golden State no, Warriors no, jersey. I, I, you were going to get it until we clowned said, on you for you, trying to get yeah. a Steph Curry Did anybody hear that's what, what I happened. just said? No, I said that's, ultimately, that's a lie. absolutely not. That's a bigger lie than Ty Lue is your guy. You were absolutely you, you rewriting were going, history on this show. You are. You were going. No, now. He's always my guy. I swear to God, if I knew how to go through like pre-streaming like streaming shows, I'd find you trashing Ty Lue on this radio show. I had to deal with that over the weekend. Because somebody was uh, somebody texted me. I, I recognize the Avi, but I, I don't know who it is. They're like, because so, somebody else on King's Twitter, I can't remember who it was, was like, yeah, uh, all those people who wanted Jaden Ivy over Murray or whatever. Then they go like, <laughs> let's let's keep it real. KC at IMK Diddy, he definitely wanted Jaden Ivy over Keegan. I said that's a lie. No, I did not. Shade and sharp. I wanted Shaden Sharp. He's like, oh, well, yeah, you wanted Sharp, but you also wanted Ivy. I said I wanted Sharp, or I wanted him to trade it. Yeah, that absolutely. Did what are you not talking happen. about? <laughs> and he was like, don't let me pull up the tapes. Pull them up. Can I also point out, like, Kings fans spent a really uncomfortable amount of time going through old tweets. From Detroit Pistons oh, no, fans, no, had to. like it flo- <laughs> flooded <laughs> the timeline. I was like, "Yo, who said about about Keegan? Like this is crazy." And I look closer. Oh, twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Then there's like another one, and it's like, "Yo, it's like Kings Twitter like united mm. and said get him." My favorite from that was one of the Detroit um, Twitter fans or whatever was like, "They're talking about Trey Lyles, guys. I can't even fight back against this. Like Trey Lyles is kicking my ass right now." 
<laughs> if you're a Pistons fan, you can't do anything, period. But, but, hey, Kings fans, be humble. They, 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 they talk stupid. I get that. Be humble. We've lived that. We've lived drafting players that hadn't worked out. We've lived drafting players who weren't. Hey, yeah, uh, it's not. Hey, but no, hey, no, hey. this is different. Why? Because we've never drafted Marvin Bagley and been like, "Stupid ass sons, why did no. you pass up on Marvin Bagley?" That's true. Like that's, that's the true. difference. It's not. We're not reveling in Jay Nivey struggling. That's that's we're all reveling I feel in the way for. people reacted to that moment. I feel bad for those players in that situation because I just don't think you can get better there. And at some point, because we do this with players all of the time. At some point, I think Monty's checked out. Mm. I don't know if he's there yet. I'm not following close enough, to be honest with you, to know if he's mm. there yet. That's my fi- – if Monty checks out, then what? We got one already. It is what it is for Monty um, Williams. Damn. Damn. Man. That sucks. It is what it is. We're not even to Christmas. You can't drop an is what it is before Christmas. Jeez. Also, that's one of the dumbest sayings ever. Why? What the hell does it mean? It is what it is. That's it's what it is. Yeah, it's kind of like just going, like you know, you, no, going you're literally, like, no, you're literally is. saying nothing. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I no, I got that. Can you elaborate, Monty? <laughs> no, it yeah, is, there's nothing to elaborate. There's nothing to elaborate. It is what it it's is. Another literally. way of saying whatever it is. If we're good, it is what it is. If we suck. It is what it is. It's like you're stuck in a bad situation or whatever, what so you, you can't me, really fix it or whatever. Like, it is what, what it is. What you want me to elaborate on? What the hell do you want me to elaborate on? It's like you've already it accepted it. You've already accep- yeah, exactly. You've already accepted it. It is what it is is the stupidest thing of all time. <laughs> oh, it, is it worse than I couldn't care less? No, because people just interchange those two. <laughs> and it should be I couldn't care less. I could care less doesn't make sense. I, no, I know. I could I, care less. Because that's no, the, right, right, yeah. 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 yeah, you're right. You're 100%. We, we've been through this before. We've, we've, we've lived this. We've at lived least, this nightmare before. At least that is, uh, this is why the grammar guy is out there monitoring everything we say. At least get that's a call grammatically soon. wrong. There's nothing wrong about it is what it is. It's just like, No, it's like, just dumb. It's nothing. It's just nothing. It means Mon- nothing. Monty, what do you, how, how do you explain what's going on with your team right now? What do you mean how the hell do I explain it? It is what it is. Thank, thank you, Monty. You literally just offered nothing. You asked me nothing. <laughs> I've got two eyes. No, I'd ask, I, see I what's asked going you on. to explain to me why your team sucks. Because they suck. He can't say that. Why? So he just says it is what it is. Well, all right. Where does this performance from Keegan Murray rank amongst, like, all-time great Ooh. Sacramento Kings performances? Man, off the top of my head, I, I'm, I'm thinking of, and, and I think a lot of people, as good as my – um, sports memory is there's a lot of like Kings times. Demarcus comes straight away. to my Demarcus's Demarcus uh, fifty. Uh, was that the same time he ridiculous. got ejected? Yeah. So that's yeah. up there. Uh, Mitch Richmond forty seven against the Houston Rockets in ninety five or ninety six. That comes to mind. It's not as many points or whatever, but I feel like Darren's playoff debut is up there. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'd probably take that over mm. Saturday's game. Yeah. Yeah, De'Aaron's yeah, De'Aaron's playoff. Yeah. yeah, that was that was special. Chris Weber put up fifty one against the Pacers. I remember that game. Um but I don't I mean, remember if, that line. I don't remember that game. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. There aren't a lot of fifty there. point scorers in King's history. Kevin Martin scored fifty. I don't remember that at all. 
I don't either. This is gonna, <laughs> did the Kings win that game? So I remember nothing about that. I don't that. remember that I game. I remember at nothing all. about that moment. Sorry, Kevin. Great Sacramento King, but I don't remember nothing about okay, that. Okay, okay. He's fine. I mean, Kevin wasn't well, great. Hold Stop on. it. Kevin, no, st- don't. Is he do on this. the all time team? Five? It's like the team. Like you get like, 10 players. Oh, 10? Team. Like team, not starting five. Is he cracking the all time rotation? Sure. I guess. It's. Well, let's go ahead and do it. Fox, <laughs> Keegan, <laughs> Malik, Fox, Domas. Fox, Fox, might, Fox might definitely knocked him off. The. Uh, yeah, Mike, Vlade, Chris, Demarcus. He probably isn't making top ten. Okay, then. Yeah. So no. So Are we he only can't include Sacramento. He, he can't. Yes, we're only including the last thirty some odd so Mitch. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's, he he's doesn't not make it. Tisdale. He doesn't make it. He doesn't make it. Not ahead of Reggie Theus. Well. Oh. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Wait a minute, Reggie. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Reggie let's, let, no, no. A, let's seriously run game. through this. Let's just run through this real quick. Mitch is a no-brainer, I and mean, we're not. We don't have to do five. We don't have to rank. Mitch we'll is a no-brainer. We'll get ten. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Ten. Mitch, Mitch, uh, Demarcus, easy right out the mm-hmm. gate. Mike, yes. Vlade, yes. Chris. So is okay. Chris is it's five. Is Jay Will on? We'll we'll get there. We'll find out because Fox is there. That's six. Okay, there's the De'Aaron. Sabonis there. He would be for me. Peja seven. Peja's eight. I mean, I'm you a, have it. You haven't put so, Jay Will on, so, so I just want I'm you to say, say I'm gonna say Jay Will. So there's no, nine. I'm, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm perfectly Will. I'm perfectly fine with Jay Will. Where's Tizdale? No, no, so where's Tizdale and Reggie Theus? Reggie Theus isn't on the list. That was my whole point. So Reggie doesn't make this list. So why is Reggie Tisdale ahead of Reggie? List? Because he's a better jazz musician. <laughs> okay, well that's fine. I just needed an answer. Yeah, that's why. Like <laughs> I, I love when he's going <laughs> on the an list. Answer. He's going and on. Kevin and we probably, it. we probably, look, look, no DC, no, no Ron DC. Artest, uh, no uh, Tyreek. Tyreek should get a mention. He can get a mention. I wouldn't put him on the list. So Tyreek shouldn't be. Ahead. I love Tyreek is ahead of Reggie. I'm Wayman, I love Wayman Tisdale. You gonna put Tyreek ahead of Wayman Tisdale? I don't know. I'm just asking a question. So I'm know. saying no. Like no, no. Well, We're stuck on this tenth player. Someone's got to call it. <laughs> Someone's got to make a decision I will, I will here. We'll go Tisdale because I love I love Wayman Tisdale. We'll go Tisdale. All right, I'm K-Mart going Doug Christie because I have I just I'm oh, yeah, gonna run into Doug. Doug so Let's I'm going to Doug Christie. I, I don't want to upset Doug Where's Christie. Bobby? See. <laughs> so that see that's the thing, right? You was ready to put Reggie over all of these guys. Well, I remember Reggie Theus. I'm gonna I say this: Bobby. Reggie Theus is not an all-time great king, not even remotely close, and neither is Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin was a very highly paid basketball player on a very bad Kings team. I think Bobby's ahead of. Bobby's ahead of both of those guys. Both of those guys. I'm now don't I'm say anything. Wayman's Bobby. not. Yeah, leave Bobby, Wayman alone. Wayman no, ain't Bobby's no Bobby's ahead of Wayman. It's okay. We still love Wayman. We still love him. We'll Just make it Bobby. eleven then. Okay, that's fine. It ain't gonna be Reggie. What about? <laughs> it's a great point. What about Brad Miller? Yeah. Brad Miller was an all star here. He was. He was. He, uh, you putting him ahead of uh, Bobby or Jason? Probably, it's probably an argument for. I'm not taking Jay Will off. I'm not, I'm taking, not Jay taking Jay Will off. I'm not taking Jay Will off. Where did the elbow pass happen? That was an all star game, right? Yeah, the first ever rookie sophomore game. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, it's all star week. Okay. Yeah. 
Because remember, he, he didn't get a chance to play in the rookie game his, his rookie year. That's why they created the rookie sophomore game. Because mm. uh, that was a lockout year. And Sal's got a great point. It doesn't matter who the 10th person is because Keegan's going to knock them out. Well, anyways. there's that too. Damn. Oh, IT. So I thought of that, but I wasn't sure how we ju- – do we count like post-Kings Isaiah? He was a pizza guy while he was here. He was a he pizza guy. He averaged 20 a game while he was here. There's like nine pizza guys. We, we ain't got no more he's pizza. The only. ain't pizza guys no more. Well, that's because the pizza guy kept leaving. <laughs> they thought they were safe with <laughs> Doug. They were like, hey, let's give it to Doug. He's not going anywhere. Then he leaves to become an assistant coach. And they're just like, <laughs> screw it, dude. Forget it. Just forget this whole pizza guy nonsense. It just isn't worth Wait it. Wait a minute. Yo, Martin 23 Kings is <laughs> Kevin Martin. Never seen this guy in my life. Where'd he come from? Kevin Martin in the chat right now? It's literally this guy's first comment ever. Wow. I feel like Roddy just created that name. Yeah, dude. Like Roddy or or, graphic. What's got a graphic though? Like that. It's like that's whoever that is. John Bull just created this account. We're sorry, Kevin Martin. You're great. <laughs> no, this ain't like this and subscribe, ain't Kevin Martin. That can't be real. <laughs> Out of nowhere. That's the story we're oh, telling. We've been doing this for three years, and all of a sudden, Martin Twenty Three Kings jumps in the chat, and I love, I love that the chatty house is all invested in <laughs> Kevin Martin's burner account. Yeah, because that's what he's gonna call his burner account. We're talking Martin a year 23 from now. Kings. Remember, we were talking about the top ten kings all time. We pissed off Kevin Martin in the chat. Oh. <laughs> Hey, we love Kevin man. We love I'm just saying he might not be top 10. He's wanna, not top does anyone want to change their not, answers right now? He, he's not top 10. Not top he, 10. He, he, I don't think he sniffs the top Technically, 10. Technically, a roster's 15, so maybe he could get to 15. But so let's make this we'll, we'll make this a, a, a tad bit more difficult. Mm. Who are the five? Is De'Aaron? Any position? Yeah, De'Aaron. Uh, sure. Uh, De'Aaron, Chris, no-brainers. De'Aaron, Chris, Mitch. Mitch. Demarcus. Vlade's mm. a Hall of Famer. Probably Bibby. Mike was never an all-star. Are we talking best, most beloved, all this other? Oh, I mean, no, or, no, or no. Most, all, be, most, it, no, no most beloved. But, no, but Bobby's, Bobby. Is Bobby. it all-encompassing? Like, it, it, it could be all-encompassing. It, all it could be all-encompassing. All yeah, yeah. I think, uh, it's, I think it's, like it's like a it's like a it's like a it's like all star votes like it's weighted with fan coaches right, and right. players, uh, greatness, belovedness, yeah, whatever. I think it's Mike, man. I, I don't hate that. I mean, I I can't think of like a better because we got Mitch on there, we got De'Aaron there. Because the thing, the and I, I'm and, thinking and, about Vladi might be. But on I was there. gonna say Vladi is a Hall of Famer. Vladi like, might be on there. Um, is he playing the four? <laughs> <laughs> or is Demarcus the, the four? The thing I think about though is because I hear Peja and obviously my man, um, my man Jay Will, but the runs were shorter than Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby yeah, was yeah. Mike Bibby Mike, was like oh two to like eight or something. I think he like was that. the last one. Yeah, right. When he was the last one traded, he's like oh two to like seven or eight or something like that. Peja doesn't get in. Wasn't he an MVP candidate? Um, once upon a time with you guys. Yeah, but Peja was about three years. And the injuries and stuff like that started starting mess with him. I mean, he he reached higher heights than Vladi and Mike Bibby. See, if I was trying to co- create a, like an all time Kings team to compete, I'd probably put Peja on there. Yeah, we ain't we scoring ever. And I'd have now. to put Demarcus ahead of Vladi. Yeah, 
for 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 the you oh, know Vlade six man six man of the century. Right I understand. There, and that yo, Gilbert Gilbert might be right. I mean, we just it's just I mean this guy this guy crazy man. This guy's crazy. So we said, you know, earlier lost in, you know, lost in, you know, the Keegan Murray hysteria. Domas was nine of ten. Dude had 20, 10, and eight. Oof. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Game after game after game after game, he does this. Mm. And no one bats an eye. Mm. We just keep it moving. I think I think the number was. And obviously, shout out to Keegan Murray. But I think the number was he didn't have an assist at the half. <laughs> Keegan didn't? No, Sabonis. Oh, he had all eight in the second half? Yeah. I can, and it might I have can, been all I eight can tell in you the that third right now. quarter. Um, I think he had eight going into the fourth. Uh, Domas had two assists in the first half. Two in the first half. Yeah, okay, two in the right. first half. And he had, <laughs> he had all six in the third Man. quarter, or the, re- the the rest of the eight. He had all six in the third quarter, and then slacked off in the fourth and didn't. I think he only played a few minutes. I in think. The fourth. I, I think, and this was a discussion. Um, this was a discussion like last year or something like that. I don't know if he gets there because a lot of people were saying he Domas is going to be better than Weber. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he gets there, but I think. When it's all said and done, he gets on that that five. He gets on that five. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument. He's there now, to be honest yeah. with you. And we went positionless, right? So it, it doesn't much. matter. So it's it's Fox, Mitch, Weber, Demarcus, Sabonis. I'm looking up Chris. P- potentially. Right now I think it's Bibby, but So the thing so here's here's what here's what I think is gonna happen with Domas. He's never gonna hit, and of course, given what we just saw from Keegan Murray, this could absolutely be wrong. Mm. I can't envision him hitting Chris's peak. I, I can't either. Like Chris was a twenty-seven point. Like Chris was a lit. Chris is MVP. Candidate. Chris probably should have won the MVP. Yeah, he's MVP candidate. And I don't think Domas is ever gonna do that, but I think he'll stay in the vicinity of. 16, 17, 18, 10, 11, 12, 13 for the bulk of his career. Yeah. I, I mean, this this 18 and 12 that he does right now, I mean, he's he's going to do this in his sleep until. That's what it feels like. <laughs> it feels like forever. That's what it feels like. It, it feels like we're just at the point, like, like last year it was like, yo, you see what Domas is doing? But, like, he does it every game. Yeah. So it just becomes <laughs> – yeah, that's what get, that's, feels, that's that's what our guy does. It feels like he does eighteen and twelve easy. Mm-hmm. Like he goes crazy when he gets to like twenty five and sixteen, and maybe has it like that's when he's like, "Yo, he worked. He did something crazy." Like it feels like he steps on the floor for eighteen and twelve, eighteen, twelve, and six. Man, Chris averaged twenty and thirteen his first season here. Wow, <laughs> that was that was by far the most rebounds he averaged in the season. But he peaked two years later at twenty seven and eleven. Webb was a problem. Yeah, man. I've 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 conceded in my mind that it's really just a matter of time. Fox is gonna be the best Sacramento King of all time. Is that a little unfair to Chris Webber? I mean, literally, literally. 
Um, Chris Weber, my goodness. What's this? What's this? I see 27 and 11, like you just said. Yeah, Chris made four all star teams with Sacramento. There's a note here that Chris made his. So obviously, Chris was with Washington. Mm-hmm. He made an all star team there. Mm-hmm. But as far as Sacramento goes, he made all star teams at 26, 27, 28. 29. I feel like that's what we're talking about with De'Aaron Fox. Made an all-star team at 24. He's I, 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 <laughs> Friday's discussion notwithstanding. The man should be an all uh, an all-star at 25. And then you 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 you're, you'll get to a point. He's gonna he's gonna hit the level that Dame did, where Dame was kind of in and out of like all-star stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where it's like Dame is certified. Mm-hmm. As long as he's doing what we regularly see him do, like he's an all-star. Yeah. De'Aaron's not there yet, as evidenced by the conversation we had on Friday. And if you missed it, we were walking through the fact they're probably going to try they're, – they're going to try to keep De'Aaron out of this all-star game. <laughs> he's the only 30-point scorer not in the MVP top 10, yeah. well, as I, put out by the NBA. I, um, I, I read some stuff today that – he ain't missing the All Star game. <laughs> we could we could dive into it, uh, but yeah, he ain't missing the All Star game. That yeah, ain't you, happening. You're gonna have to fill me in because yeah. uh, I'm 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 behind on that one. But I I I think if it's it's like the election, if projections are correct, <laughs> De'Aaron Fox will be the greatest Sacramento King of all time. I agree. If they falter a little bit, then yeah, the conversation will remain. I think he's Demarc, uh, uh Chris and and De'Aaron with Demarcus just looking like I'm here too, mm-hmm. but he's he's saddled by the fact his teams were so bad. I think fair or not. I think De'Aaron is actually uh, his game is going to improve. I don't know if the numbers will change much, but I think he's going to end up being a better shooter later in his career, mm-hmm. off the bounce, catch and shoot, things of that nature. Um, I just, he's going to. Like he's going to improve in that respect. Numbers may not change much, but um, he's going to get better. Well, Roddy brings up a great point. So we just leaving the greatest king of all time <laughs> off, huh? Just leaving Tyrese Halliburton off the list. <laughs> mm. And Damien, don't forget JJ here. JJ Reddick is throwing something somewhere. Don't forget, Martin Twenty Three King says, "Just remember, I'm always listening for Kevin Martin." There you go, there right you on, go. Martin Twenty Three Kings. We appreciate you. Just hit the thumbs up. Those are the only rules. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk much more Kings basketball. Of course, they got a game uh, tonight. De'Aaron Fox spoke today. Uh, he was a full participant in practice. A couple other players, again, in the midst of an amazing night from Keegan Murray. A couple other players that we got to. And I'm going to pay off what we talked about, and it's going to lead into another discussion that might just hijack a segment. We'll see how the show goes. We're obviously aware of the Stockton King story, and we'll just kind of see where that takes us. Yeah. and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino. Get in on the action. Sky River Casino is the place to play with 2,100 of the newest slot machines and over 80 table games. Sky's the limit. It's Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I don't think there is one. Uh, Stealing with Casey. Next, next up is Royal you. Rumble? I think so. Man, what's his? It doesn't look. It, it, I, build up to I, 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 I can't lie. Royal Rumble's gonna be crazy this year. I, it is gonna be pretty dope. Like I'll, I'll watch they, that. Yeah, they may they may have me tap back in. Um, see what? Well, I mean, I'm always kind of keeping my eye on it, but I'm gonna I'm watch Royal Rumble. Given what we you know, knowing what we know now, is Keegan Murray the odds-on favorite to win the Royal Rumble? <laughs> is, Ke- is Keegan Murray the one to to end Roman well, Reigns? I was about to streak? say he might end it at Royal Rumble. He, ain't, he gonna be in the main event. I no. feel like Keegan comes in at one two and just beats everybody. Of course, yeah. is uh, is is Roman supposed to fight anybody at Royal Rumble? I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I so. Don't know. Or I think it'll probably we... be Randy Orton. Cause Why? Going on? Well, because he's starting that little feud right now. That's what happened on Friday. Mm. He's gonna come That's back and he... be, huh? That's when um, Jimmy thought he was going to be anointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> hilarious. That was pretty funny. I haven't, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen SmackDown oh. from Friday. I just got sent a picture of Roman and AJ Styles side by side. Like, whew, goodness gracious. Man. I think everyone is going on the Jinder Mahal. Um, yeah. A little, <laughs> the little workout when a they're out. Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, go away for a <laughs> yeah. while, come back, look entirely different. Like, AJ's never looked like that in his life. Never. Brother, you are 50 years old. Never. Facts. Facts. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> never in his life. What were you talking about, De'Aaron Fox? You, you, you said uh, we were talking about the All-Star game. So there was um, a story by, I'm not sure if we can say guy's name. I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. Okay, that's fine. Um, uh, uh, a writer. His, his, his uh, initials are S-A-S-A-J. <laughs> Sam Amy wrote uh, a story detailing. Sam, something. get those guys over on that station to stop talking about you, pal. <laughs> I write for nope. a national publication. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just get him to stop talking about you. But um, he wrote about um, an athletic and about Zach Levine and his future and what's going on. And one of the things that he talked about was he said Zach Levine would be open to a trade to Sacramento to team up with De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. And he said in there, the excerpt is, for all the, uh, for all the public focus, on the prospect of James and Davis, LeBron and Anthony. 
teaming up with Levine with the Lakers. The overlooked part is that King star De'Aaron Fox is a major priority for clutch sports these days as well. And per league sources, Levine would be very uh, amenable to a sacramental move that would make him Fox backcourt mate. So and you're the, saying what I got out of that is clutch, clutch is clutch. The clutch yeah, machine is, by, clutch is behind machine him. Is working. Clutch machine big, was big working. Big time for, priority. Clutch machine was working for your boy this morning. Who? Oh boy, in Golden State, the the he's off to his, he's getting three weeks of treatment. He's off to counseling. He's going to be away for a minimum three weeks. That's clutch. That's class. A hundred percent clutch sports getting that message out there. I've I've missed that guy once. Three. He could not come back for a Won a couple games, huh? Um, you know, clearly he's the problem. I tweeted that last night. He's the problem. They look happy. They look they look cohesive. Let's uh let's join this conversation with um Sean Cunningham. Well, I the, the, the videos courtesy of Sean Cunningham. I know they talk. They these two share a birthday. Sean Cunningham and De'Aaron Fox do. Um, That's uh, nice. He talks a little bit, which is coming up in a couple of days. Um, Wednesday. Talked about uh, Keegan and uh, his shoulder and a variety of different things. So here's uh, De'Aaron Fox today uh, at Shoot Around, just a couple hours ago. Obviously, Keegan, you had a lot of fun with him on the bench there. What did you see just as he caught fire? I mean, he was, I didn't even notice that he made 11 in a row, which is crazy. Um, but I mean, he was locked in. I, I think he was due for a game like that. Obviously, he had struggled throughout the season, and uh, he's a better shooter than I think his numbers are saying this year. And even now, like I guess he, he's still a better shooter. But uh, with the way that he's picked up defensively, I think obviously uh, those shots are now a little bit tougher because your legs are uh, you're losing a little bit of legs. But um, I think he's a player. And he's a he's a person that would definitely get used to that and uh, be back to his normal ways of the way he shoots the ball. Any feelings about him beating your career high? No, not at all. As, I have to. I'm consistently great on a nightly basis. So no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not worried about it. But it's funny because the the time that I had the first time I think I had 44. I had a time. I had like a chance to go for more. And I'm like, bro, we're already up. Like I'm ready to get out the game anyway. So um, at some point, it'll. I think it'll naturally happen. These guys encourage you to go off. Right? I'm gonna hit pause. I love that <laughs> everyone like whether it's Malik or De'Aaron like. <laughs> they all like go at Keegan publicly, and it's very funny. I think it's even funnier when Malik does it than when De'Aaron does it because when they ask Malik about the dunk, you're just like, uh, three, three, eh, nothing, three. <laughs> I mean, De'Aaron said, I'm great consistent. <laughs> I mean, I've yeah, heard. yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and there are times like we're up and, you know, I have whatever I have, and I'm like, yo, let's just finish the game. I'm not really worried about, you know, what I'm doing individually. And when you obviously back to him for a second, when you see what he does, does something like that even change your mindset? You guys are always encouraging him to shoot, to score, to be that second, third option, if you will, on the offensive end. But when he has a game like that, does it change anything that you think he's capable of doing? Oh, not at all. I think everybody here thinks highly of him. Obviously, we're not going to expect him to shoot 12 or 12 for 13 or 12 for 15 or make 11 threes in a row. But we want him to continue. We want him to continue to take those shots. Like. Um, it's not like he was even forcing it. it was, a lot of it was just coming to him, and he was ready, and uh, he was prepared for it. But uh, we want him to continue to be aggressive. We don't want him to change anything that he's doing. Yeah. It, for yourself, like last year, you were really good from the mid-range, and it had been for a while, but it felt like even more so last year. Do you think that that helped your confidence of like 
I'm going to just take a couple of steps back and not going to be able to three. Yeah, I mean, my team coaches have definitely encouraged me to take more threes. Obviously, uh, there are times where you have to get to the mid to, to the mid range, and um, I think a lot of those have turned into threes this year. But uh, that's something that I don't want to go away from. Uh, so obviously, there's always trying to just find that happy median. And then, sorry if you already talked about this and I missed it, but when did that shoulder issue kind of start for you? Uh, it was on one of the plays. Um, Lou Dort came down, hit me, uh, and just my arm kept going up. So that's just kind of when I started feeling it. What have you kind of been feeling in the in the days since? Oh, I mean, it's just like a little sharp pain. Um, obviously, we're continuing to uh, try to work through it and, you know, just trying to get better every day. Appreciate you. Thank you, sir. De'Aaron Fox right there uh, at Shoot Around. Uh, again, thanks to Sean Cunningham for that video. Yeah. Anything stand out there, ma- mainly about the shoulder? Um, yeah, it didn't, didn't say it felt great. He reached for it right away when it happened. Right. Um, and he, I actually thought he was fine because he, he, you know, he did the thing and he's favoring it. He doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, it's, pro- it's nothing like crazy. And then he he handles the ball in the next two possessions with like viciousness. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's completely fine. But then it, there's the old, oh, okay. He cooled off. Yeah. He cooled off and the adrenaline went away. And, you know, the next day he probably was dealing with the discomfort that he just spoke of right there. Yeah, man. And, and you know, I would like for him to have said, uh, oh, you know, it's a little sore, but, you know, we're back at it. Nothing. He's just like, ah, oh, you know, just. Trying to get better. Well, yeah. That's, well, that's the thing with with that's the well, that's the thing with De'Aaron. Think back to the angle. Like he he doesn't he'll tell you straight mm-hmm. up. Yeah, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's not going to play. Right. It means it hurts. He doesn't give like he doesn't give like that's one thing I really really love about De'Aaron. He doesn't give like athlete talk. Like he doesn't give interview sound bites. Hey, how's the ankle? Man, it hurts. But there was no point in me continuing to sit. Like I've played through this stuff before. I'm just going to play through this now. I'm not going to sit. Until I don't have any pain anymore, I'm just going to keep playing. Right. How's the shoulder? It's it's painful. That's <laughs> it. It's painful. What do you want from me? Like I, it's one of the it, he he's uh he's a he's just a different. He he doesn't do the whole the media stack. stuff. Yeah, yeah he just doesn't do that stuff. Times, man, and that's 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 what I I love about hearing him speak. Like you're you're gonna get you know you're gonna get real talk from De'Aaron Fox. Love it. Y'all need to leave De'Aaron's hairline alone. The chatty house is doing way too much with De'Aaron's. Yeah. yeah it wasn't bad. You just need to cut. So some people, like if I was in the NBA, I'd like. You'd have like, a barber always. on employee. You, yeah. You'd have a barber at the, the house next door? Yeah, always. Always, man. The beard would always be lined up. If I had hair, it'd always be lined up. Like always. Some people ain't like that, though. Some people like. You know, beard won't be lined up at all. It'd be all scraggly, like Brandon Ingram, somebody oh, like Brandon that, like Brandon Kawhi, braids, just four weeks old, just in his in his hair. Some people like that. I don't know. De'Aaron is he's kind of in between. Like De'Aaron, he stays fresh, but he don't go to the barber every three days. I remember we we went to this is where I learned a lot about athletes, mm-hmm. Carmelo. In China. So they were there in China for like three and a half, four weeks. Mm-hmm. And he brought his hair braider with him. And you just think, oh, it's, you know, the person who does his hair, it's, just, you know, people, whatever. It's on a payroll. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony Enterprise, like she's an employee of yeah. Carmelo Anthony who gets paid to 
to braid his hair. That's where I learned, like, man, these media people portray you like y'all just out here throwing cash away. When y'all are running businesses that are built around what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are the business. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. And the business and the CEO of what was going on. Uh, Nothing ever tops AI getting his hair braided on the bench by his mom. Nope. That's that's, an all-timer. Yeah, that's that's, that's, (laughs) – That is indeed uh, an all-time classic moment for sure. <laughs> Just uh, Larry Brown over there looking. Hey, I need you to get in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Got one more, one more row to go. Hmm. Second quarter. What? Um, in addition to uh, Keegan Murray's stellar play, DeMontis and Sabonis' very quiet, incredible night, Malik Monk continues to be a grade-A playmaker. Mm-hmm. And I thought Keon Ellis in that starting role stepped in and did a really good job. He, you know, he wasn't a big scorer or anything like that, but he also, like, wasn't invisible. He was a guy who, particularly on the defensive end, you could kind of, like, you knew he was out there, Mm -hmm. right? You knew he was working. Points weren't there for him. Hell, shots weren't there for him, which is fine. Kid, that's not your job, especially when you're coming from the the bench into the starting lineup. Mm Mm-hmm. Your role on the bench, you probably have a few more shots available for you. Probably a little bit difficult uh, given that you're playing with Malik a lot. You might even be playing with Herter a lot. But when you go into that starting lineup, man, that is, that's just not for you. You've got a different role out there. And I thought he did a great job. Yeah, he's He did a great job. He's continuing to do a yeah. great job, man. So uh, big ups to him. Uh, big ups to Keon. Draymond Green Ellis. Uh, yeah, but he has an impact on the team winning, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you paid attention because uh, everything was going on. He got thrown out of the game on Saturday. <laughs> oh, wait, I completely missed that. He got two texts and got thrown out of the game. I saw one. I don't think I knew he got another one. Yeah, he got one. It was a double tech with him and uh, point guard. Uh, Chris Dunn? No, the other one from Alabama. The Oh, my gosh. Why am I drawing a blank on my guy? Sexton, Colin Sexton. You got him and Sexton got a double tech, and then Keon. I think that's the one we saw. Turned the ball over and got fouled, and uh, they end up scoring. And he didn't like, like attack the ref like Jokic or anything like that. But he must have said a couple. Was words. it right after? It was sometime in the fourth quarter. Because no, so was it right after the Not other after, technical? No, no. Oh, okay. that one was in the third. Uh, this was like later in the fourth quarter. I think when Keegan came back into the game. And he oh, said something okay. and okay. teed up and you're out of here. <laughs> Keon. Keon, man, that fine is probably half his salary. I know. Come on, man. We gotta get Keon converted. <laughs> we had speaking of salaries, we'll we'll get to this. It's Dilo and Casey uh here on KIFM West Sacramento ninety eight point five FM Carex QHD two Sacramento ESPN thirteen twenty, always live on the free Odyssey app. Get we'll 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 get to this in time, but you talk about Keon Ellis and in the in the two way, and we got to get this man's contract converted and all of that. Mm. The potential NFL MVP makes like sixty thousand dollars, and that can't change even if the man wins the MVP. No, he's got like a year before they can negotiate. They can't do anything. Like my man is just stuck <laughs> with roommates. Like he probably got seven roommates in the Bay Area. <laughs> Um, that's insane. They need a de- they need a Brock Purdy rule into the CBA. Yeah, you got this kid. Poor got guy. This, got this. Got this. Got this kid making a part time salary 
<laughs> as the starting quarterback for the best team in the NFL. Well, once again, this is unprecedented. Uh, <laughs> Bruh. Wait. Like the, the, the last pick of the draft is like <laughs> Zay, top five quarterback in the game. Zay, Zay says uh, bro needs an NIL. <laughs> Hold on. We got a running. We got an insider's running. Sorry, Jesse stepped out, and whenever he does that, I'll sit in here and watch the board just to make sure nothing crazy happens. You don't have to apologize for joining the show. Oh, okay. You yeah, sound no. emotional over this. Is everything? I'm okay? pretty fired up about it. Yeah. No, so the NFL does have like a performance-based pay um, like pool that goes out. Like Talano Hufanga, sixth-round pick, he's a first-team All-Pro. He gets a few hundred extra thousand from the NFL mm-hmm. for being really good on a cheap contract. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing Brock, if he wins the MVP – is going to get a crazy amount of money from the NFL. Mm. It's like, hey, sorry about the rookie wage scale. Here's a here's oh, the, a few hundred the, thousand. The NFL does that, not like the 49ers are forced That's to correct. The cap or something. Yeah, the NFL is part of the CBA has this pool of, I don't know, like like $5 million or whatever amount it is it to all, give out to. It all needs to bring to it go, in uh, $200 billion a it, year. It all needs oh, to go to Brock million. Purdy. Yeah, if he wins the MVP, that's what I, the, I think the, he's whatever, whatever like pot that is, it all needs to go to Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's got one endorsement for sure. I think. Oh, he's got a gang of them. You got a oh, gang of them. Did you see? Did you see the Alaska Air Show yesterday? I, did I didn't know he had it. Mm-hmm. He he was like he was like I'm using my Alaska Air miles this season, going to Phoenix and Pittsburgh. Like he pays for his flights, <laughs> <laughs> which he might have to as a final maybe, pick of the maybe, draft. Maybe as a maybe as a, a, a last pick of the draft. That's the, <laughs> you the gotta, trade-off you got. You're flying coach. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the only coach seat on the entire charter, but you're you're sitting in it. you're sitting next to the bags. You're, you're next to Trent Williams' shoulder pads over there, pal. What an improbable story! It's incredible. Improbable. It's absolutely incredible. We've lost the plot with it. This is insane. It really is. It is unreal, and it's oh yeah. But what would he look like on the Jets? I don't know. Don't care. He's Does, not. Doesn't matter. He's not. You go live in that universe. Then. And you know the, the other thing about this, and I, I don't well, I don't know if we we want to go 49ers now or not, but um, over here, I'm about to leave. So, Brock, oh, you can leave. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Thank, th- thank you for your time. Yeah, that is the great Kyle Matson. Brock looks Brock. very nice, by the way, in his uh, uh, Oakland Forever. Love that one. Available over at DLoandKC.com. Yeah, twenty five percent off everything. The there you go. Um, you know the whole. The whole notion with, with Brock now is he's got players and can't be uh, MVP because of the teammates. And now, now the new one, since uh, Dak did what I told you he was going to do, um, now is it ain't Dak no more. It's well, it's got to be Christian McCaffrey. He's the best player on the team. And I was been over like, this a million times. They don't like. It's almost like I don't know if they ignore. Can't be they don't watch the Niners are one of the the prime team. Maybe they don't watch, but the passes this man makes. No, we've the been passes over this. Are sick. The storyline's not changing. The reason they'll say Christian McCaffrey or anyone else other than Brock Purdy is because prior to week 12, 13, whatever it was last year, they had no idea who Brock Purdy was. And because they can't say I told you so, or they can't say, Hey, look at this write up, because they can't say, Hey, look how smart I am. They just ignore it, mm. and they want you to believe they're the smartest people in the room. They'll rank Brock Purdy 32nd behind Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph to try to drive home some sort of stupid point. Yeah. So you click on their article. Like That's all it is. Anyone who watches professional football 
and doesn't rely on people clicking on a link to support what they do, yo, they know Brock is that dude. Like Brock, Dak, Dak played himself out of the MVP conversation. Jalen played himself out of the MVP conversation. There's a very real possibility we get a, a, a Kenny Carraway, Jesse Tapia special on mm. Christmas Day where the winner of the 49ers-Ravens game is, in fact, the league's most valuable player. Yeah, Because right I, now, I to me, happen. unless I'm missing something, it's Brock and it's Lamar. That's, that's where we're at. That's what I see. I think they're ready to give it to Lamar. Uh, and that's I'm okay. Lamar's you know, season's I, I love phenomenal. I love Lamar, so I ain't I ain't mad at. I don't, but it, I don't but care either way. But it's the it's it's it. But that's not egregious. It's the no. best team in the AFC. It's the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. It's the quarterbacks in each position. They're both doing you know incredible incredible things with their season. Um, but that's it. The but the there's, there's the only two guys in the conversation now. The the crazy thing about it, like what you say about like people that. You know, just trying to get clicks and all. There's like people like, well, I know watch football every Sunday. I know watch the Niners, and they still saying this crazy stuff. Like they're not. It doesn't. Make w- sense. Once again, it doesn't make any sense. The the ball placement. There was a there was a pass yesterday that he had a couple passes, but there was a pass yesterday that was like an out route to um, Brandon Ayuk, and the Cardinals defender. Kind of jump like he kind of jumped it a little bit. He knew what was happening, but the timing, first of all, from Brock to like when he released the ball, was perfect. But the placement, the placement was perfect. If the placement was half a centimeter off to the inside of the field, it's probably picked off pick six. But he couldn't have walked it over to Ayuk any better. And he he put it in a spot where not only would it not be picked, but only Ayuk could touch the ball. Like, the guy couldn't even deflect it because it was just running away. The ball was running away from the defender. It was sick. It was sick. And then we get into the Debo back shoulder touchdown. I mean, that was from, like, 25 yards away, back shoulder on a dime. It's, the the skill level, people can talk about all the uh, the teammates he has all he wants. The skill level and the, and the high-level precision of his passes – I can't believe how many people are overlooking that. I think if Brock Purdy was throwing the ball 80 yards down the field too, like it'd be a lot different. People think of him, think of him a lot differently. I think people are still stuck on the quarterbacks. You got arm strength and all the tools, like the physical tools, like you're, you can be the guy or whatever, but yeah. it's I mean, different now. And, and he's, he's not throwing it 80 yards down the field like Justin Herbert, but, I mean, he's he's pushing the ball down the field and, like, hitting strike. The, the touchdown pass against Seattle on Thanksgiving Day in in that window of – Four Seattle Seahawks around him, around Brandon Ayuk, and he hits Ayuk. The only place he could hit him for him to catch it. I mean, he's doing that. He's doing that at least three times every week. There's different ways to be a good quarterback, bro. Like, that's what it comes down to. I want to uh, go back to something you said a second ago. Where's Gwitty Cube? There he goes talking about MVP. Anybody but CMC or Tyreek is a disservice to the league, in my opinion. We've been over this before, but I don't mind doing it again real quick. Explain to me why Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. Anybody. Christian McCaffrey is phenomenal. What he's doing is incredible. You could argue. He's the best player on the 40. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Is he breaking a record? Because that's a, this is, we're talking about non-quarterbacks. We're talking about two non-quarterbacks. Right. That's how you get attention is you break a record. The touchdown record. Got to be the touchdown record. Not even close. Mm-hmm. He's not even halfway to the touchdown record. It's impressive that he seems to score every single time he plays, 
but once, since he's been in a 49ers uniform, that ain't a record. Is he approaching 2,000 yards? Nope. He's not. He's different. He's one of a kind. He is incredibly integral to the San Francisco 49ers' success. That is not how the MVP in the NFL works. If you're a non-quarterback and you want to win that award, that 13 touchdowns that Christian McCaffrey has with three weeks left needs to be flipped around and be 31. Mm. Then you have an opportunity to win that. Tyreek, Tyreek could be in the conversation because he'll probably break the receiving record. But if he doesn't do it with an extra game left, with with the game left on the regular season, mm-hmm. I don't think people. I, I don't think those old school voters are going to look at that as enough. They're just going to say, "Oh, he just had an extra week to break the record." Whether that's the right way to think or not, you have to be extraordinary. You have to be borderline one of a kind to win that award as a non quarterback. Adrian Peterson won it because he ran for two thousand yards the year after he tore his ACL, mm-hmm. and I'd still argue he took Peyton Manning's award. Mm. But that's fine. Adrian Peterson winning isn't is fine. But that's what you have to do. Yeah, I, I mean, and we're also not gonna uh, we're we're not gonna switch it up because it's Brock Purdy. Because because to be honest with you, people we were on this show, but for the most part, when nobody talking about CMC or Tyreek Hill until all these other guys then got washed off. Mm. They weren't talking about that when it was Dak. Mm-hmm. They weren't talking about it when it was Jalen. Mm-hmm. They weren't talking about it when it was Tua, Tua. or nothing yep. like that. Now that it's clear that Brock Purdy should be the favorite, now we want to bring these other guys into mm-hmm. it. And I don't understand it. No, nope, it's Brock versus Lamar. That's it. And it very well may be the Christmas winner is the MVP. Mm. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get back to the Kings. We'll talk about them. Wontis Anderson made his debut. There were some There were some other – there was there was another big story out there uh, involving Stockton. Um We'll come back, man. Uh, Will Z is going to join us uh, a little over an hour from now. And, of course, James Hamm will be with us uh, the final hour of the show. So much more Kings coverage ahead, uh, as well as 49ers coverage. It's Steeler and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I forgot about Tua. I I, I forgot about what Tua was. Because he's he's been second all year behind Hamlin in the odds for that award. I would not hate it if Joe Flacco got that. So we were talking about, I looked up and Joe Flacco winning another football game for the Cleveland Browns was on TV. I was like, man, is Joe Flacco the comeback player of the year? Jesse mentioned DeMar Hamlin in it. It's like, hey, man, like, DeMar don't play. Like, I'm happy DeMar's here. I mean, he got a lot of, like, I'm, I'm happy DeMar's here. He's healthy. He's in the league. Good. He's not really playing. Right. Tua, I forgot. Like, I forgot. Like all of the awful stuff that happened with Tua Tonga Vailoa, it very well might be him. The fact that Joe Flacco, I mean, he did throw three interceptions and they needed a little bit of luck to beat the Browns yesterday, but that doesn't matter. That's a five football team. That's a team who I thought odds even to make the playoffs were dead mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Uh, and he's he's stepping in, he's keeping them, you know, he's he, he's got that team winning games like you know, the campaign for Miles Garrett as defensive player of the year is pretty strong. I think if the Browns finish with a solid record, uh, that 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 could very well happen. 
but the Joe Flacco story is kind of wild. Joe Joe um, was on the couch. Yeah. Like, yeah. He didn't get a training camp or none of this other stuff, man. And he's coming here and, you know, he's, he's throwing the ball all over the place and giving this team some hope still. Yeah. So, shout out to him. If him or Tua won it, that would be perfectly fine with me. Perfectly fine. Well, probably only a matter of time from Juan Descano Anderson becoming the NBA's comeback player of the year uh, as he made his Kings debut on on Saturday. Mm. And uh, now it's only a matter of time uh, before he comes a force in the league and the league recognizes him. JTA. JTA. That's a very, those are very chantable initials. I think, what, what do you, in all seriousness, what do you think, what do you think his role might be here? Is it just like. I don't a, know. Like it, never really play, get in, you know, from time to time, or are they really gonna like give him a look, give him play? Go ahead, Jesse. I was thinking about it. What if his role is more for if a move gets made? Because he's kind of buried on the bench behind all this death right now, and like there's a lot of talk with the Kings so, making moves and all that. Like eventually, you're gonna need maybe a guy like Wontos kind of understand to step in if you do make that move. But are you thinking of like a player specifically? Not specifically, but you know, I, like we made a move. We got some. We traded like three or so guys. We need some wing help or whatever. Like JTA, go out and give us like ten, fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Some, something like that. Like I don't know if it's his role right now is going to be what what it will be like a month or two from now. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no absolutely, uh, absolutely. He's also, you know, as we've learned, he's he's easily if, if for some reason and by all accounts, this like Mike really wanted him here. He 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 thinks he works. It, and forgive me for phrasing it this way. He has a very cuttable contract like it's a non-guaranteed contract uh, I'm sure there's a there's a date on it but it's it's easy if if you've got a move to make and players have to come back he's an easy space mm-hmm. to clear up um you talk about moves I mean he obviously wants Scano Anderson it's, it's a defense thing uh with him it's a familiarity uh with Mike and and we saw Davion Mitchell minutes we knew that we would uh, with De'Aaron Fox out, uh, maybe that's something. If Davion isn't here anymore, I I, I don't know. Like I, I can't really I can't figure out how to work him into lineups. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm thinking because when you have De'Aaron, you have Keon, right? right? Like so, you I don't know how to work him into to various lineups. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of how to get him in as well. Um, and you know, it just seems like it might be matchup based. Yeah, you know, if they're going up against, um, just off the top of my head, going up against Phoenix, and you need another guy, or New Orleans, you need another guy to throw at Ingram or or uh, Trey Murphy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe he matches up uh, a little bit better, Wait. and yeah, and maybe you don't go with the quote unquote backup point guard, you know, with Keon or Davion or something like that, and you give those minutes to to one of those guys. But I, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, just trying to figure it out. How tall is Juan Descano? We, we, about six, six. I was going to say six six, but I'm always wrong when it comes to this stuff. He's he is six six. Yeah. So, um, by all reports, a, a Mike Brown guy. Mm-hmm. So last time they brought in what we all thought was a Mike Brown guy, guys in the rotation. Javale yeah. McGee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there was no indication, by the way. We played the sound from De'Aaron Fox earlier. There was no indication from De'Aaron whether he was playing or not. Um, he obviously missed the game on Saturday. Uh, 
but he was a full participant at practice. Uh, as we've learned before, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, uh, but he was. He was a full participant at practice. What that means moving forward, uh, we'll find out. But we did uh, have that, that De'Aaron Fox sound earlier with really no definitive statement that he'll play tonight. Against a very, very good, tough, oh, yeah, man. Uh, spirited yeah. Washington Wizards team. A team you don't take lightly uh, at Christmas time around the Golden One Center. Like I said on the handoff, you know, you can say it, I'll say it again. Um, but much like Steve Wilkes said about the Arizona Cardinals, this mm-hmm. team that you can't really look at a record. I look at the tape and I see a good basketball team. Yep. And um, that's what I see. That's what I see. You know, a good basketball team. That's it. And this is a team that if you're not focused, yep. Um, They'll, they'll come in and they'll, they'll handle business. Absolutely. They beat the Pacers a couple of nights ago, all kidding aside. They Didn't did. they beat the Pacers on Friday? Yeah, beat them by like was, 20. Yeah, pay, they, same night the Spurs beat the Lakers. Yeah, Detroit didn't win. Well, of course they didn't. Monty's just trying to get through the season. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> According to uh, Jason Anderson, the Wizards have ruled out Johnny Davis. Uh, Gallinari, Shimmick, and Alon Wright for tonight's game against the Kings. You know, I, I you know it doesn't matter. No, the Wizards are going to fill fill the team. Um, get out there and hey, if nothing else, uh, focus on the D'Lo and KC stats. That's it. The three point shots, mm-hmm. uh, fourteen plus, I believe, is the number. Uh, One hundred fifteen points per game, mm-hmm. um, and thirty assists. That's it. You win when you do that, because I think they were they were was it thirty six this this past weekend. It was thirty six. Thirty six. Not only are they breaking the thirty assist threshold, they're kind of smashing it. Pause. They're well. Oh, they are. Yeah. Uh, it, and Not I guess Kings. I guess you're gonna do that. I guess you're gonna do that when you're when your your uh, six man is the ultimate playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Eight assists on Saturday. That's coming off a nine assist game mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday. Uh, he's he's doing a great job. Malik Monk is doing a phenomenal job. They hit twenty two threes. That's going to happen when somebody hits twelve themselves. But they had twenty two threes on Saturday. Twenty two of them things. And your number's fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got you, KC. <laughs> we got you. I wanted to look and see. He's up to five point two assists per game. Mm. About 15 points? Exactly. 15 and 5. Bruh, his career, his young career, 2.6 assists per game. Mm. On the season so far this year, he's at 5.2. That's extraordinary. That is absolutely extraordinary. What a season from League Monk. All of his his numbers are up, at least career-wise, across the board. Uh, He's plus 4 in minutes. Plus point five in field goal percentage. He's plus six point five in three point shooting. Six point, yeah, six point five in three point shooting. He's uh plus five percent on free throw shooting. His rebounds are up. His assists are way up. Hell, his block shot zero point three to zero point five. Like everything, uh, every measurable metric. Malik Monk is is just outperforming his career this season. Yeah, clearly playing the best basketball of his career. And one of the things that um, 
we tend to forget with a guy like Malik Monk, and you can even say the same thing about De'Aaron Fox. Is he's still young guys? Yeah, you know, he's yeah, still yeah. young guys. You know, just because what we saw in with the Lakers, it's not a finished product. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these these guys are are entering their primes right now, and Malik Monk bounced around the league a little bit, had to feel you know uh, get into the right spot, get into the 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 right place for him. Now he's flourishing. So I think one you know, thing still that growing his game. I think one thing that gets get can get me caught up when thinking about Malik is this is his third team, mm-hmm. and that's just so like unconventional for in, a young player. In Charlotte, shout out Jacoby, Jalen Jacoby. He was getting DMPs in Charlotte. He wasn't even playing. He wasn't even getting off the bench in Charlotte. DMPs, real wow. DMPs too, not made up. I checked. Oh wow, yeah, he had a tough time in in Charlotte. Yeah, he had a tough time in Charlotte. He had to, you know, go through some things and was that Clifford some things out. Yeah, I think I so. know Triana was there. Katie reminded us of mm-hmm. that the other night. But it was a Steve Clifford coach team. Yeah. And he, you know, he had to to figure some things out getting adjusted to the league. Um and when he got to LA, you know, gave him a little bit of a fresh start and he showed what that could look like. Yeah. And he comes here and this is clearly the best situation of his career. Clearly. Uh, and hopefully it's enough to hopefully it's good enough to where he's hey this is this is home. Yes, that's that, another sneaky thing with this Kings court too. Like right now, De'Aaron is coming into like he's playing probably the best ball of his career. Malik Monk as well. I think Domas you could probably say like he's in that prime right now. Like yeah. you got guys who are just like just hitting that peak, so they got to build on it. Yeah. Can we while we get there though? I'd like to know what Jesse got to say about this one, and you too. But oh, thank you. Um, can we touch a little bit on what Sam Amick said as far as Yeah, go ahead. Zach Levine mm-hmm. having interest in being Sacramento. I am interested in it. Um I I'm trying to find out where that would work out, but I'm a lot more open to it than it seems like a lot of people on King's Twitter are. Uh trying to tell me Zach Levine a bad player, all this other stuff. Um Definitely not a bad player. Does he fit what they're trying to do? I could see where he does, but does Zach Levine intrigue either one of you guys? I'm intrigued, I'll say that. For the right deal, I'd take Zach Levine here. He's not someone you overpay for, I think, right now. No. But I don't so, remember who said it on, on, on Twitter. I don't know if it was King's Muse, the local guy. For, forgive me for not making a note of this. Might might even be the, the 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 fact that they're dumping salary. That's that's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to get off of this contract that they signed Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not doing the the Shohei Itani Giants thing that you were talking about last week about bidding up right. to ensure that I get him. Right. Like I don't even know that I'm including a pick. Like we'll make the money match. You really want to move on this contract? You want to move off from this contract enough? Well, you know, Davion's. You, you, it's going to be easy for you to move off of. We got Harrison. You're going to have to take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll figure out some way to make this work. I don't know that I'm including picks. Mm-hmm. I'm cert. I'll, I'll refer, I'm certainly not including plural mm-hmm. picks. Plural. And I'll be completely honest. I don't hate it. I don't think I love it. The, w- the way I look at it is: Do you think Zach Levine is better than Kevin Herter? Is Zach Levine better than Kevin Herter? Yes. Yes. Zach so Levine improve, is better than right? Kevin Herter. Yeah. Uh, you, you improve. Like, well, 
I think he's Is that too simplistic? You like, probably have to give up Are you giving I'm up I'm thinking you're giving up Harrison too. Probably Harrison, Harrison Herder. I don't know if Davion's included or not, but you're giving up your starting power forward, small forward. So you you'd have a a hole in at that spot. And that's something that you'd have to fill in either on the roster or I don't I don't know where else you would go to fill that in, but that that would be problematic a little bit. Do you like a lineup of um Fox, Levine, Keegan, Trey Lyles, and Sabonis? That's what it would I have like to it. be. I, I like it. I'd like to keep Trey Lance Trey Lance, Trey Lyles on the uh on the bench. Coming off. Well, you can't start four on five, so what would you rather do there? Mm, maybe <laughs> maybe that's JTA. <laughs> okay. So what I don't think is it one of those player. KZ Akpala things? I don't think yeah. I don't know if I'm willing to do that, though. Like, I feel like you got to stick Trey out there. I'm not just going to throw, like, a guy like well, JTA out there just to, like, fill a spot. So the thing about that, though, is now you, you have you have a guy that you can back up Trey Lyles with in Sasha, it feels like. A guy that you can come off the bench. Is there a rotational Sasha. four you could pull from Chicago? Uh, like Patrick Williams, but I don't know what his contract is, and – a lot of people don't really like. Weird Manny talked about him. He's like, no, you don't want Patrick Williams. I don't know. I feel like the the Herder or Levine thing is too simplistic because we know, obviously, with, with Herder, you know, Herder with Sacramento, and mm-hmm. maybe you can, you know, make a judgment with Atlanta too, given, you know, Kevin Herder will certainly tell you the dynamics of that team is, is very different. But regardless, you're not. You weren't the guy there either. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 were important. You weren't the guy there. Zach, we we basically know like Chicago. I mean, you can go all the way back, like you know Minnesota, if you want to. But but, but we know Chicago, mm-hmm. and feel like even with Demar, he was the guy. The uh, main scorer was the. Yeah, it was a one-two punch. It was a one-two punch. Are you doing um, Herder, Barnes, Davion for Levine and Torrey Craig? I I don't I so you're really in on this Zach. I don't I don't hate that. I'm thinking about. I just feel it. like I'm, there's probably another player to come back, especially if the Kings move three in this conversation. Well, that's why that's why I threw Torrey Craig in yeah, there. six that's, seven that's, that's small forward or whatever. Yeah, two makes two million a year. I'm I'm thinking about. I'm more. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if if I'm I'm doing it because what happens is. If if you do you that do, deal, you don't that's know it. if you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah if you the, do that, that deal, that's it. That's, that's the one. That's you you doing. you have to believe that that's the deal. That yeah. But you're also you're getting an all star level player without giving up any of the core. And I don't know if you can do that in any other scenario. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, the the Raptors have like decisions. Are we just gonna lose these guys for nothing? I mean, we're seeing some really stupid stuff. The Lori Marketing stuff is ridiculous. Oh, like you guys really th- like five picks. Danny, sit your stupid ass down. Ain't nobody trying to hear you. <laughs> nobody trying to listen to you around the trade deadline. Will you stop? They gave me five for Rudy Gobert. And and and, and for like this all comes from Danny. Yeah. Danny blurts yeah. this out to anyone who will listen. Anytime you see Utah just as Boston, anytime you saw Boston tied to something, it almost certainly came from Danny Ainge. 
five picks. That's what they say, five-ish? Yeah. What is <laughs> five-ish? Get out of here. Crazy talk. So, I, I mean, that's that's the reason why it intrigues me. <laughs> BC's right, though. Unless the Lakers call, then it's only two picks. <laughs> in, in the right. in the uh, 2032 and 2034 draft. Right. So that's the reason why it intrigues me because um, – Everybody wants to but make a move. You're saying all-star level player, mm-hmm. but does is does that all-star level player fit this team? I feel like he does for that position that he's playing, and, and it also depends on. I don't know if you can have a conversation with or anything like that, but he's going to have to change his game a little bit. He's going to have to understand it's not Chicago, it's not ISO. You're not going to get 20 shots a night. Um, it, you're gonna, he's going to have to buy into that as well. But if he buys into that, yeah, I think he fits. I mean, isn't that kind of what the Kings are looking for at this point, too? Like a second bucket getter? Bucket getter? Like I know like Kyle, Kyle Matson on the inside has kind of talked about it last week. He said Sabonis could be the second best player, but they like he can't be the second highest scorer. I don't know if Keegan's going to be that right now. This year, Monk, I don't know how, if he can be that like from the bench. Like, Isn't that kind of what Levine is? Not going to be your second best player. I think he'd be like the third guy here, but he's going to go out and get you buckets. Yeah, I just like I said, I'm I'm I'd have to look at what exactly they'd be giving up for for a deal for Lizavine, but I think it's a non-starter for a lot of people. Like just judging by my my King's Twitter feed or whatever the case may be, like, so no, here's I don't want nothing to do with Levine. I think they need to calm down with all that. So I don't think he's coming here to take the defense either. I've seen that. Like he's in a common defense. Like I don't think that's happening. No. So here, as long as Keegan Murray is still on the team, I don't think that. As long as De'Aaron Fox is still on the team, that's not going to happen. As long as Mike Brown is still the coach, uh, that's not going to happen. But here's the thing with King's Twitter or Twitter in general or fans. You can't, after a bad game or a stretch of bad games, Scream about how you want Harrison Barnes traded or you want Kevin Herter traded or you want Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes traded and then to get a proposal for Zach Levine and go, no, 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 not him. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's fine. Answers all. But then who? OG Ananobi. Great. Pretty sure that's where this whole conversation started last summer. Mm-hmm. Got nowhere. Next. Pascal Siakam. Good luck. Is if you're willing to get in a bidding war, right? Because there very well may be one for him mm-hmm. in February. If you're willing to do that, trade multiple first round picks. Okay, which, which, do you? To be honest with you, the other thing that we don't talk about with with the Kings, and it doesn't mean you have to make a move, but if you got into a bidding war with anybody for Siakam or OG, you probably don't have enough, right? Like if OKC right. comes calling, well, like you don't have enough. And what it really comes down to, like, and we. If you don't have the if they're trying to move off, if they're just trying to like start over mm-hmm. and they don't want anything back, you don't have that now because Harrison has a couple of years left on his deal. Right. You lose that battle and the Pacers win right. because they're moving buddy. Right. You lose right. that. Pacers, Pacers are another one. Yeah, that's they they're they're stuff. they're in on 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 all of this. And how how bad are you gonna feel if the Pacers trade for Zach Levine? Right. And that I, team goes on and cooks in the Eastern Conference. I am not him is exactly what you're talking about. You do not trade for Levine over options such as OG or Lori. You those you aren't options. Let, let's. This is my opinion. I can't speak in definitives or anything, you know, like that. If 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 Masai says OG and Siakam are available, everybody bring your best offers. 
I don't think the Kings can compete. They can't. Like, Masai would have to want to want them to go to Sacramento and overlook better deals mm-hmm. because I don't think they can provide what OKC is looking for, or excuse me, what could provide what OKC could propose. Indiana is another one. Um, I just, like, all all the Kings really have is Barnes, Herter, and Davion and a bunch of second-round picks. And I know people talk about first-round pick, but that's like five years down the road. And then um, I'm not hanging. He throws a deal in there or whatever. Like what he was offered for Laurie, throws in Barnes and Davion a first, maybe two first for Laurie. Like the Jazz aren't doing that. Like yeah, that's not okay, happening. Yeah. You don't even that's really not have possible. two first right so, now at this point. Like I, that's the thing that people – that I think about when people are like, yeah, throwing a first – to me, and I know deals get done this way, but to me, you don't even have a first. Like you can't even like realistically offer a first before twenty twenty eight. That's five years from now. You don't have a first to offer. I think people need to kind of forget that. Unless they can do the thing like James always talks about, and that's like get Atlanta to change, you know, that mm-hmm. p- the protections on it, outright give it to them, and then I think that means you have the draft Next pick for twenty twenty eight. 2025 or six uh i think it's 2026 yeah Yeah, 2026 but without that you're talking 2028 at this point and i'll also ask so what you mean two first round picks like you barely got one i i'll also ask uh uh i am not hand you willing to trade do you guys hate harrison barnes and kevin herter enough to trade them for nothing because don't forget og and siakam can Mm -hmm. they can do whatever they want Mm -hmm. Siakam's already said um, he's not signing an extension until he hits free agency. Yeah, and this isn't a Domas situation where he has a year and a half left. Right. Like, you got to be, as long as you're willing to lose them for absolutely nothing, hey, do you. Throw your proposals out there. Let them rock. I don't think Monty is. I don't think Monty's willing to lose two of his starters on a hope and a prayer. Mm -hmm. And this is where, when you talk about Levine, you kind of get into talking about getting – getting money off the books a little bit. But the other problem that the Kings have, in my opinion, is the the guys that they're sending over have have contracts for multiple years. Well right. Like why would Her- Toronto and want Herter's three what, more 26? years? Yeah. Why would Toronto want what is it, two or three more years of Harrison Barnes? Mm-hmm. Like for what? Mm-hmm. Two Once more again, you guys it, if you got relationships with these people and they're looking out and, you know, you help them out later on down the road or something like that, some, you know, wink, wink or whatever, cool. But I don't know if the the Kings have a whole lot of attractive pieces right now. So to like, be like, nah, I don't want that. I don't want Levine. I'd rather have da-da-da-da. Probably not getting that. Your best bet might be Levine. He wants to come here. He's got years on his deal. But is that, Aladdin, but is that, is that making a move to make a move or is that making a move to take you where you want to go? Because as you noted, you do that deal, that's pretty much it. I think it gets you're, you better. You're, does it get you where you want to go? I think it can. Absolutely. I think it can too. Zach Levine, like, people say, like, he's in Chicago, he's got bad attitude, ego, and all this. Like, I don't necessarily hold it against players who are in bad situations too. Chicago is not a place where anyone wants to be. Anyone's going to have a bad attitude. Look at DeMarcus Cousins in Sacramento for 10 years. All right, it happens. You get him into a better situation, obviously the ego and stuff, I'm sure like that, he's going to want to play ball. Levine was a darling two years ago when they were winning. Mm -hmm. Like people were, 
They had the great piece about him getting the call, making his first all-star team, and all of a sudden he's turned his career around. All of a sudden, like, Who's happy in a bad organization? I see this a lot. Russell says, Zach Levine has too many injuries. He's played 18 games this year. You look back at last year, he played 77. That's 77 in an 82. The year prior, the 2021-2022 season, I think that was the 72-game season. Yes. He played 67. The previous 72-game season, he played 58. Uh, then you got 60, 63, uh, and then you have a, 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 co- a couple of uh, injury-shortened seasons where he went from Minnesota to Chicago. Um, I think that's a little overblown, just a little bit. A little bit. Um, he, he has had injuries. But he absolutely has. But so I, a little bit. Overblown. It's a little overblown. Uh, I don't know what the answer is. I just know you can't have it both ways. You can't be mad at Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter and then be upset when someone says, well, what about Zach Levine? Mm-hmm. Because your idea of Siakam or Lori Markinen, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. We'll come back. Uh, it's Steve and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. All right, let's uh, let's hear from our man, Mitch. You want to get in on the phone lines, be part of the conversation. How you feel? How you feel about these trade ideas, all of these different things? Uh, 916-909-1320. Uh, let's get our man, Mitch. Mitch, what's hey. going on, man? Merry Christmas, guys. I don't want to say that other one again, but Merry Christmas. Holiday. It's all good, man. You can say it as much as you need to. All right. Thank you. Uh, I just can't wait for this week to be over. I like all the trade ideas, especially with even Lori. Oh, Jesse told me how to pronounce the last name because it's got, you know, like seven letters. It's Lori Marketing? Marketing. I know he's from Arizona. Pac-12 guy. It'll be his third team, though. You got to be a little suspicious. How come? Then I, you know, what these teams want to give me? Uh, borderline superstar. Or oh, borderline star. Let's not put Zach or, or, or Warrior superstar. Or star, by the way. But they be really good. It'd be, and as long as the, the Kings don't give up no more than one pick and two stars, which, you know, Barnes and Mitchell or, or Adios Amigos. Uh, I'd be happy with that. What do you think? And um, and one more thing. I think, I mentioned to Jesse, I think we gave up too easily on Matu. That's my opinion. Okay. Well, thank, well, thank you, uh, Mitch. Um, I don't think Mitchell's considered older. Um, <laughs> just, I could, I could absolutely be wrong in that sense. I also wouldn't look at uh, teams looking to trade players as getting rid of stars or borderline stars, as you say. A lot of times it has to do with contracts. A lot of times, at least in the case of the Chicago Bulls and Zach Levine, it has to do with where you you are as a basketball team. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine is, 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 is an extremely expensive contract. Yeah. The Chicago Bulls, they see the writing on the wall, you know, you, you don't champion this type of stuff unless it's Luke Walton in Sacramento, but I don't think Billy Donovan is seeing another year as their head coach. Yeah. Like that's a team headed in a different direction and the Mar DeRozan doesn't work for them anymore. And Zach Levine for four more years at a hundred and some change doesn't make sense. Yeah. And you got Siakam and, and, uh, and OG on expiring contracts, they're not, you know, Siakam and Masai don't get along. Um, I, I don't know what the situation is with OG and Anobi. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, Lori Markin, it's kind of the same with the Utah Jazz. Danny Ainge is starting over. Yeah. Uh, why he doesn't want to build around Lori Markin, I'm not sure. But, hey, let Danny do his thing, man. I don't care. The And, uh, you know, Mitch, and Mitch made some good points, but him saying that, you know, you got to be careful about these guys. You know, a guy like Levine being on his third team, Technically, marketing would be on his third team. Uh, what and team? How many teams has Domas been on? Sabonis, this was his third team. Yeah. So those things happen in the not, league. Not worried and about like that. You, you mentioned, Malik is on his third team. We just went over that a couple minutes ago. Like, like you mentioned, there are different reasons for that. It doesn't mean sometimes it's a, you know it's a bad thing. Like <laughs> the guys don't feel like they're the excuse me the teams don't feel like they can reach these guys. But sometimes it's just. That's the way it's going. I think there was an individual who used to work in this market who really popularized the, well, look at how many teams he's been on. Clearly he's a problem, or clearly it doesn't work. And that individual used to recite that nonsense all of the time, and it seems to have hung on with some people. Sometimes you just get traded. Sometimes you just leave. Malik wasn't traded. Malik, they didn't re-sign him. They've regretted it ever since, I'm quite certain. Mm -hmm. But... He left and went and played for somebody else. It ain't about Malik. That's about where he was with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's the league. Like, that's how this happens. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think about that at all when I talk about uh, either one of those guys, Lori Marketing or Zach Levine. P.J. Washington's name comes up a lot. I, I see it in the chat. Do you think P.J.'s a player who gets moved? Um, I don't know what's happening over there. Yeah, I was watching him the other day. He was um, hurt. He's, he's out, I guess. Um, and Miles Bridges was taking a lot of shots and doing his thing or whatever. If PJ, if they did decide to move on from PJ Washington, I mean that's that's a lot cheaper. And I I think PJ could be a a good ball player here uh, in Sacramento. So I would love that. I mean that's a that's a cheaper option, but. I just I don't I don't know what Charlotte's doing. PJ's thirteen and five this season, about thirty three percent from three. Thirty three percent is that the number we're looking at the closest with teams or with uh, perspective grade uh, guys? The yeah, I, th- I think that's percentage. that's that's one of them. You got to sure. you got to be able to knock down that yeah, shot. You get, you I think be to be able, to be able to play on this team. I agree. Speaking of knocking down threes, Steph couldn't. No. Streak of 238 consecutive games with a made three ended mm. when he went 0 for 8. That's crazy. In I a win. I didn't think that would ever happen. That man had seven points. They went for oh, he went 0 for 8 for three, and they still managed to hold off the Portland Trailblazers. That was crazy. That was a crazy finish, too. Steph actually could have iced the game and missed the free throw. Yeah, that was a weird. That was, that was the worst game I've ever seen him play. That was a weird, weird night for the greatest shooter in history. Yeah. Well, they uh, found a way to win. Another win without Draymond. He's the problem. Well, as long as he get his problems uh, addressed, he'll come back and he'll make a difference for this team, and I'm sure he'll do a press conference where he says he can't wait to help this team win a championship. <laughs> uh, speaking of, man, I Bradley Beal's out again. That was tough. That was Yeah, tough. that was nasty, nasty. Tough ankle roll, man, and – Two to three weeks, it looks like for Brad, who very, very, very in the in the most literal sense of the word, literally, just came back. Yes, and now he's right back out. Yeah, get well soon. Brad. Not, not, not the first season with the Phoenix Suns that Bradley Beal was hoping for, or 
uh, any Phoenix Suns fan was hoping for. Get well soon, man. That was tough to see though on Friday because you now I was interested to see what this team is going to look like, you know, and we're not going to see that again for another few weeks. It feels yeah. like, yeah. I uh, took a peek at the. I we mentioned this earlier. The Sham Sharani tweet about your man Draymond Green mm-hmm. uh, going into. He's going to get help. Apparently, he's going to get help for the next three weeks. If I took the three-week thing literally and it meant he's going to be away for three weeks, he could come back after that. Mm -hmm. That puts his suspension at about 12 to 13 games. Mm. Like that, that's the minimum number, 12 to 13 games right now. Again, if this this tweet and this assessment from Shams, which I'm sure is because I'm confident I know where it came from, mm. that 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 puts it at about 12 to 13 games. Yeah, I think... Again, it didn't say a, he'll be back in three weeks. That's not what it said. Right. It said... I, th- I think it even said a minimum of three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least three weeks. And so, yeah, it, it's... it's it, he'd, he'd be back uh, about seven games before the Sacramento game. <laughs> I think that... Um, I think that it's going to end up being at about 15 games. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's fine. I guess, you know, that's, I still don't know. I still don't know why the league didn't. I don't think we'll be able to make up. Like, I don't know why the league did this. We won't be able to assess like whether it was right. Like it all depends on how Draymond acts when he comes back. Cause if he comes back and he's Draymond, this whole thing was a sham. The fact that we got a timetable already when it's like, when you're talking about the dude needs help, okay, and, like, he needs to go to therapy and stuff like that, you don't put a timetable on that. Mm-hmm. That rushes it. That kind of just, like, um, I don't know what the right word is, but it's just... Well, yeah, Ja got well, therapy in two days. Exactly. It just kind of undercuts it. Like, okay, like, you're going to therapy, trying to work better. Like, three weeks, like, you already know three weeks is going to be fine. So, so the... the My thing is, like, let it be. Go to your therapy or whatever. You come back in three weeks, you come back. But don't put a timetable on it now. So, to, to be fair to the NBA or whatever, that's kind of what they did. Right? It's kind of what they did indefinitely there is no timetable to it and what we don't know i'm i'm just maybe playing devil's advocate but the 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 counseling um thing that he's going through or whatever we don't know how long that program is that program might be three weeks Mm -hmm. so they may be it may be a situation where he can't even think about coming back till he completes this program which is a three-week program Potentially, but mm. they never, they still haven't put a time on it. You're right about that, but it's like the report came out. Clutch was going to talk with the NBA, Rich Paul, or whatever, and talk with the NBA. They're going to figure out the best way to get them back. And it's like this comes comes out today. I think mm. they had their meeting, they got their timeable. Now the report's out. I think so. To to to, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to read Shams' tweet verbatim. Warriors four time NBA champion because that had to be thrown in there. Draymond Green has started counseling process and is expected to remain sidelined via suspension for at least the next three weeks. Mm. Sources say. Sources being called. (laughs) This feels like, to me, tell me if this is out of line. This feels like, to me, the playoffs all over again. Sham Sharania tweeting, Draymond Green, 
doesn't expect to be suspended or Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors don't expect the suspension hmm. following him doing a curb stomp to the Bonta Sabonis' chest Crazy. and then going uh, Hollywood Hogan on the Golden One Center crowd So you think in front of his boss. So this, you think they're going on their own? That This is not an NBA thing that this report has anything to do with? This is them well, trying what, to – What part? Well, because he be back within no less than three weeks. So that's so again, that's not what it said. It said he's expected to be uh, sidelined via suspension for the for at least the next three weeks. So that that line, because that's obviously the line you're talking about. No, I don't think that has anything to do with the league. Mm. That's that that I think has to do with. Draymond Green and Clutch Sports. So that goes back to what we were just talking about with Jesse. Like, the league is actually doing what you said they should do. They hadn't put a time on it, and only people putting time on it is, like you said, Clutch trying to persuade that situation. And that's my opinion that this is Clutch. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, That's my opinion. But that's what I think they're, that's what I think they're trying to do is finagle this thing into, because as Jesse noted, they met on Thursday. Mike Dunleavy met the, the league, I assume, that's Adam Silver and Draymond Green and his representatives men. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what came out of that meeting, but it, it, there there may have been something like, look, you're going to miss double-digit games. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be a situation that we have with Ja Morant where you prance off to Florida for some sort of phony rehab and then come back and then you make an ass out of us again. Mm-hmm. You need to whatever they said to him. And this is them saying, well, look, we're going to be gone the next three weeks and we're going to try to get help. That puts the suspension at 12 to 13 games because they know people are going to go count and see how long this is. And now it's in the league's court to decide whether that's enough or not. It's 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 like what we were just talking about with Sakir and Dabeem when Sakir and Dabeem was like, Zach Levine has no say in where he goes. Like, buddy, I don't think you know how this league works. <laughs> And the influence that agents and agencies have Mm -hmm. on certain things. And this is one of the more powerful agencies, I think, trying to shape this narrative that, look, Draymond is doing what you ask. Because publicly, and this is the weird thing to me. This is the stuff that frustrates me with the Jaw stuff, this Draymond Green thing, is if you're suspended for... Domestic violence. It's outlined pretty clear what you have to do. One, one, your suspension is outlined. What you have to do during your suspension is outlined. I'm never going to not bring up the, the Kyrie Irving stuff. Now, that was Brooklyn, and it wasn't the NBA. And I remember, man, if, if, if this is wrong, correct me, but I don't think it is. the Because I once said, why didn't the Players Association do anything? And I think the Players Association said Kyrie didn't ask for any help. He didn't want any help. He just is letting this play out however Brooklyn wants it to play out. Mm -hmm. And it was he had to meet with leaders and groups and all of these like little different things. With Draymond, it's been very like he has to meet certain parameters. It was the same thing with John Morant. Mm -hmm. John Morant suspended 25 games, but the league was clear. He needs to meet certain parameters in order for his return to take place. What does that mean? Like, like what parameter? 
He's got to take an anger management course for three weeks. Is that what we're talking about? He's got to go to counseling two or three times a week for an hour. Is that what we're talking about? Like, what what are we talking about? Right. And it's it it's it's when the you know now clutch recognizes that, and it's like, hey, he's been out there. He's taking this seriously. Three weeks. He's been blah 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 blah. It's been twelve games. Okay. Well, it almost forces the NBA's hand to make this a twelve or thirteen game suspension. It almost puts the NBA in a position to where they have to say, "Hey, that's great for Draymond Green. We're not. Sh- we're he. He hasn't met the threshold. Like it forces them to address this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you do that. I, I don't know how you do it from either. a management perspective. This is brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> this no, is no, really brilliant. Uh, clutch and and we're assuming it's clutch, but clutch and these guys are doing their job and they're, that's right. they're doing it at a high level. That's right. Um, but if you're the NBA, you know, got to have a little backbone here and be like, we're not going to be bullied into making a decision. If you come here and you do your little three-week thing or whatever the case may it's good to know, Draymond. We're not reviewing the situation yet. We haven't gotten there yet. Like, don't say, well, now, you know, people are going to think it's, you know, they're counting the games and, you know, we don't want to make it look like we're being too harsh on them, so make it fifteen. Like, no, we didn't ask. We didn't. We didn't ask you necessarily to put a time limit on it. You guys did that. So yeah, three weeks, whatever, twelve games. We're not ready to review it yet. They gotta have a backbone. It's really what it comes down to. Those sources would not reveal the specifics of Green's counseling out of respect for his privacy. No, it no, it's no, it's cool. Hey, do you think? Just remember, y'all brought mental health into this. Y'all have never said in twelve years anything about this man's mental health. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, ah, he's got to deal with these issues, and he needs respect his privacy. Please get out of my face. Should the that. NBA have been silent about that? Like, even if like that was their thing, like 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 just because like you make it into a circus almost now. Like now mm-hmm. it's like a whole like mental health issue. Should they have like, been silent about what? As far as like like putting it out there like Draymond needs to go and get his help. Like, absolutely. Okay, yeah. I did, absolutely. I did, we, we talked about this last week. Joe Dumars' appearance on television pissed me off. Mm. Like this man's been in the league for 12 years. You've thrown him on TNT, you've done all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You've championed his podcast and his individuality. Now, now Suspension number 20? <laughs> now you bring mental health into this? I tell you, the way he reacted was the dead giveaway. This man does not, is he's not mentally unfit. Mm. He knew exactly what he did when he did it. He knew there were going to be massive consequences, and that's why he reacted the way that he did. Mm. He knew it. That is someone acting within their mind. Well, and and I think there's different different um, mental health. There, it's such a, a broad umbrella. Like mm-hmm. he couldn't have a temper problem. Like that's that's considered mental health. It's not the same as schizophrenia or something like that. But he has a situation where he can't control his temper. You know, somebody does something to him in in the heat of battle, and he can't control himself. So. I don't I don't know which one it is, to be honest with you. I think he's more so just, you know, just a jerk a lot of the times. Um, but, you know, 
That's, what hey, they, that's how they decided to talk get about Get well, it. bro. I don't know what the hell to say to him. Get well. If you have mental issues, I hope this helps. But I hope the league is prepared to look like idiots. That's all I can tell you is I hope you're I, – I hope you're prepared to look as stupid as you did when Ja played you a couple weeks later. Yeah, and 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 I'll say this: if he comes back and they and they said, "Hey, take time, get yourself together," he does all this counseling or whatever the case may be, and he does the counseling, and it doesn't work. That doesn't mean he doesn't have mental health issues. You know what I'm saying? Does sure. That, yeah. So like, if they're like, "Hey, we want you to get your 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 mental health right," or they're putting that mm-hmm. out there, or whatever the case may be. And they're actively saying, like, hey, go get help. And he comes back and he does something. It's not because he played him. It's not because, they, like, for them looking like idiots, like, they wouldn't look like idiots for that. To me, they had a player in their league and said, look, we're going to try and do this. No. Yeah, no, and that's fine. But but when I say played, I was like, no, what it is is you, you did all this mental he, You have a player in your league who's an a-hole. Mm-hmm. Just like you said the other day. That's what you have. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. You're trying to create this national conversation that shouldn't be there. Nah, 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 no nah, conversation. nah. They just suspended him and kept it moving. No, they didn't. If they had suspended him and kept it moving, Joe Dumars wouldn't have been on television. They didn't keep it moving. They went out there and tried to explain the indefinite part. The indefinite part, I don't think, worked the way that they thought that it would work. Mm. There were people who I don't think understood what that meant. It was someone in this office who was irate over the indefinite suspension. I was like, I don't think it's as, I don't think there's anything to worry about. He's going to miss games. Yeah. But it's not like he's, it's like indefinite doesn't mean he's suspended forever. Doesn't mean he's suspended for the next year and a half. It means <laughs> they didn't determine how long he's suspended for. Yeah. That's all it means. It could be two games. It could be 20 games. That's all indefinite. And, <laughs> They could have announced the Draymond Green suspension as, man, I don't know. He's just suspended. That's essentially what they said. How long is Draymond Green suspended? I don't know. Dude is just suspended. Yeah, I mean, they that's could all have. it is. They, they they could have, but they put a they, number on Turner. To me, they put a number. What, what's uh, the, uh, not Turner, uh, Mikel's brother, Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. They put a number on him. They put a number on Ja. They put a number on everybody. They didn't know what to do with this. I don't know. Yeah, because those – well, the other thing is this is more of an on-court thing and, and somebody getting – That's where you should feel better about it. Like, this is you, – you're <laughs> – you don't want to suspend – you don't want to deal with the domestic violence stuff. You don't want to deal with league perception stuff, whatever jaw was. Like, you've got to manage the court. This is a little – This, this is, is a, where you can't make up your but mind? But this is a little more unprecedented. We've How never so? seen nothing like this. What do you mean? Like, this guy's not getting suspended for fighting. He's not getting suspended. He's getting suspended because he can't stop getting thrown out of games and can't stop, like, flagrant fouls. Who's who's the other example of this? Rashid? He Who? didn't get suspended. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we've never seen nothing like this. So it's like, and he does something, and now you have but to. But Rashid was, like, technicals. technicals. Like, it was just, like, technical right. after technical. We've never after seen technical. nothing like what this. What about Ron Artest? Ron, Ron has Ron, the Ron elbows and the, stuff like that. He went into the um. Well, the two times I remember him get suspended, it could have been other times, but for the malice in the palace and the blatant elbow. Yeah, and it was and that was seven games, and seven would not have been justifiable in this situation, in my opinion. You just gave him five 
for choking somebody. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like I don't even know how to deal with this guy. Just kind of go away for a little bit, and we'll figure this out on the fly. I mean, now I no, I like the NBA's turned it into an ongoing process now. Like it, it's not over when Draymond is to back. me. To me, the indefinite part made this the circus. That's what made this the circus. How do you put a number on it? That's your job. That's what you're supposed to the, do. Do judges go? I don't know, dog. You're going to jail. I don't. You. I don't know what to the, do with judges. You. Also, have more than. 12 hours to come up with the suspension. He had a game, a day off, and he was about no, to play see, the next day. See, and, and you, 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 this had to have been in your mind when you suspended him five games for, for the, for the rear so. naked yeah, show. Maybe so. Yeah. Hell, so. you should have thought about this last year at the Golden One Center. But who, yeah. I was about to say, who can, you, I guess you prepare for everything. But who, who would have thought this is just going to keep on this going? This is three incidents in a short span of time. It's been over 10 years. The Golden One Center wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disputing. I'm now, just now, now, we've now, never maybe, seen this before. Now, maybe, 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 maybe from the Domas incident, maybe you don't there. From mm-hmm. the from from the Domas incident to the Rudy incident, you had to start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of technicals he's already, you, you know, the, the, he didn't have a situation like this. But what happened in Sacramento mm-hmm. when he wouldn't get out of the official's face? Like you had to, you should have started to think about this type of stuff then. To me, my opinion, the word indefinite has turned this Draymond Green thing into a circus. Mm. And his return is going to be a circus because one way or another, there's going to be groups that are unhappy with it. If it's 12 to 13 games, there are going to be people who say that's not enough. If it's 20 to 25 games, there's going to be people who say that's too much. You've created a, you. To me, the NBA has backed itself into a corner, which is why I still think at some point they're going to say a number. Well, it's like, too, it's like when he comes back and he gets hurt, or not hurt again, like say he does get into it again, gets ejected or whatever, for whatever. I don't think it's the craziest thing to think about either. Like it's Draymond Green. Like you're going to suspend him indefinitely again after that, or are you putting it a number on it now? Maybe you put a number on it now. Maybe you That's, do. And that, I, eventually, I think before his return, I think the league puts a number on it. Maybe so. I didn't. I don't have a – I the whole thing about it, I don't have a problem with the indefinite thing. It's whatever. Like he's not playing. That's the that's the whole crux of it, right? Like, do we want a number or do we want him to like serve a suspension? You just don't. We, he needs to be suspended. He's suspended indefinitely. If that comes around to ten to twelve games or twelve to fifteen games, to me, me personally, it's no different than if they came out and said he suspended fifteen games. He's, okay. he's getting suspended. Okay. Uh, the part that is stupid is him being allowed to be play, uh, be a practice. That's ridiculous to me. That's the part I have a problem with. Jaws been at practice, right? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He just hasn't been able to go to games. Yeah. Okay. I think he's been practicing. Was, I think he's. Do we practice. know if Miles Bridges was at practice? He wasn't even on the team. Oh, you mean during the, the eleven game one? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it was a lot to throw at you. I didn't expect you to know. We'll come back. Uh, I don't, but I just don't think that he was though. That's the, that's the thing that stuck in my head. I don't well, think that he was. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back. Willsey joins us. Um, Kings play tonight. Spirited Washington Wizards team. We'll talk about it. Steelo and Casey. Stop Spirit, laughing, man. Spirit is one it's a word tough to, team. It's one it's word a, to it's, explain it's, it's, these guys. <laughs> Steelo and Casey on ESPN thirteen twenty. 
put the ultimate red and gold present under the tree and ring in the new year with football in our nation's capital, San Francisco, Washington, New Year's Day. You and a guest, air and luxury accommodations. You can make your bid now at nvff.org. Or you can bid on other amazing experiences like Aspen or Bordeaux, world-class golf trips, or Sacramento versus Milwaukee in a basketball insider's experience. Bend and win and do good proceeds uh, towards arts and education programs at nvff.org to bid now. Feeling good about your 49ers after a... Feel great about these guys. Another just 30-plus points. They just put up points like it's nothing. Are they playing their best football of the season right now? Seven straight? Uh, uh, Six Six straight. straight. Six straight. I'll say... Brock, look. I think Brock is playing the best of his season so far right now. I'd say that Brock might be. Debo's kind of turning it up right Debo's now too. Going crazy right now. I mean, it's to, it's to the point right now where I was talking about it on Saturday with Jesse and a bunch of other guys. I've, yeah, look, a lot of the time. So look, I'll preference it. A lot of the times, you know, I try not to give you guys, and what I mean, you guys, talking about the haters in the chat. The haters on Twitter. Try not to give you nothing. Kenny hit us with right. you people. You hear yeah. that? Wow. Well, there, there, there's, some, there's some haters. There's some haters Earthful. out there. And I try to give you nothing, right? So I'll be like, you know, I'll be like Ramsey. So, so, you know, try not to give you nothing. Well, you know, might might upset me a little bit, but I can't show it to these guys. If the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl this year, I will be about as hurt as you could be as a sports I understand. Fan. Kenny was out there on Saturday. We're talking or whatever. He's like, oh, no, I think the Dolphins, I think they can give them a run or whatever. I think they can. So we're talking to our boy on Black Bottles Ben or whatever, Black Label Ben or whatever. We're talking half hour passes. You know what? The Niners will whoop the Dolphins' ass. I was like, all right, Ken. I mean, it is little, what it is. That's cool. Moscow mule and yeah, it's like, it, it just is what it is. I don't know how – I don't know how anybody can predict. Not saying that it can't happen. How can you predict – that a team in the NFL would beat the 49ers right now. You can't make that prediction. The league isn't strong enough right now. Everybody's got some type of hole in their game. Fuck oh, off. <laughs> we talking sports. You got a hole in your game. It's like cheese. See, I don't know. Think about offense. it. Like oh, there's, there's oh, a light on. flag. That's a flag. It's a flag. No, nah, that's a legal formation. Uh, Five yarder. That's a legal formation. That was, that was a late flag, but legal formation. <laughs> Everybody's got some weaknesses in their games. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Clean it up, pal. <laughs> they got some weaknesses in their game that, number one, can either be exploited yeah. or would keep them from, like, can, being a team that you can say, oh, no, they, they definitely are going to beat the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, think around the league. Think anybody in the, anybody in the chat? Anybody call in? One of you two guys. Give me a team where it's like, nah, they'd be a problem for the 49ers. Nah, I'm a, I'm along the lines. This is probably failure is a strong word, but like this is probably Shannon's one of yeah, one of his be, biggest failures if he doesn't win it this year. Might mm. might be accurate. Yeah, this it team might is be accurate. By um, far his best, I think. They are just mowing over everybody. This team is really really good and. You know, I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't think a letdown is coming for this team. That Now, Baltimore beating them, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's not a letdown. Well, no, that's just you lost. That's two. Team. That's two ten and three teams. This yeah. it's not losing 11, to a three win eleven and three. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, it's not losing to a a, a, a three win Cardinals team. Right. Or um, you know, I, I think man, I think that final week of the season, you know, the Rams, the Rams are kind of in this thing. The Rams are in this thing. That, I mean, we getting to the that point. is last that that's, that's the last, last week eighteen. Season. Yeah, that's, that's, that's gonna be a fight. Well, we getting home. Getting to the point where that might not matter at all. At well, it all. might not matter for San Francisco. Right. Yeah. It, it, matter, it might it might matter. It might not matter at all. Because Seattle and um Philadelphia play tonight on Monday mm-hmm. night football. I wouldn't say that I'm picking the Seahawks to win that game. But I will say I well, wouldn't your be picks are good. You had Buffalo well, beating the Cowboys. Yeah, and, uh, Miami gonna beat them next week too. So uh In the, Dallas? No, it's in Miami. Miami. Oh, okay. It's in Miami. That's, that's, they might get boat racing that one too. But um I'm not I'm not if I had to pick, I pick Philadelphia. But I got my eyes, I got my antennas up for that one. Jalen Hurts also questionable. He's sick. Yeah, he's sick. As um, is Geno Smith. And he was like the, the, the thing about that's wild. The thing well, I guess it's not wild, it's the same room. Um the really concerning part about Jalen, they downgraded him yesterday. Mm. So it, it they, like the they, they didn't, yeah, they said like he was it, feeling worse after yeah, the night. Yeah, yeah. The fact that that they down instead of they didn't just let it ride like mm-hmm. they downgraded him the day before, mm-hmm. led me to believe oh he's he's got to be in pretty tough shape for them to take that measure. Yeah. So there's that game. I I like some of the things I saw from Arizona yesterday. Uh, Kyler, you know he had some mistakes for sure, but I like the tight end. James Conner was running away. I say all that to say, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Eagles lost to uh to the to the Cardinals. Wouldn't be surprised. Also, the Eagles just lost uh their best cornerback for the rest of the mm. season. Well, rest of the regular season, mm-hmm. as you like to always say. Oh no, no. It's just the arthroscopic knee surgery. He'll be fine Jesus, by the man. postseason. Unbelievable. Oh, okay. who, who who's out for them? Darius Slay. He's out for the regular season? For the rest yeah. of the regular season. They expect him to be ready for the playoffs. That's, yeah. a, big, that's a big play That's like right three there. weeks away. Being ready for the playoffs makes a lot more sense if they have a bye, though. <laughs> Good luck. But, yeah, well, that, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. You're talking about you're going to bring this man back in three weeks? Mm. 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 So <laughs> the Eagles are really – they have this weird situation where now <laughs> – Matt Patricia's making the play calls on the defensive end? Well, yeah. Weirdest part is like, hey, bud, you're not going to call the plays anymore. We'll still call you defensive coordinator, though, but no. Matt's going to be calling the plays here. They look a mess. They sent him up to the booth, I think. They look a mess right now. The Eagles look an absolute so mess. So you know, you know what? So I say all that to say. You know what? They may take a loss before uh, in the Niners win where – Last game of the season might not matter. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers Niners can clinch next week. There is a scenario. It requires a lot of losses. Philadelphia mm-hmm. needs to lose twice. Dallas needs to lose, which you just said you think is going to happen. Uh, and Detroit needs to lose. If all those things happen, the 49ers clinch next week, obviously would have win against Baltimore. Um, the Eagles thing for tonight's game, live on ESPN 1320? No? Yeah, live on ESPN 1320. Go. Um, I'll be well, we'll be working for a good chunk part yeah, of the second <laughs> half of the game. You know, um, uh, to make a drastic switch like that, I mean, I guess I feel it feels kind of drastic. At least outsiders, mm-hmm. maybe maybe inside it's not. 
but from the outside it does. That makes me wonder, did they not buy into the way that they were playing this season? Mm. Like it's been rationalized Mm. multiple different ways. Hey, they don't look good. Hey, they find a way to win games. Mm. Hey, maybe they're just kind of like trying to get to the playoff. Like you lose in the Super Bowl. Like you just want to get back there. That's all you're thinking about. You're just trying to get through each week, each week, each week. I wonder if they're now leaning more into the the man, we weren't very good at the start of this season. Mm-hmm. We found ways to win. Both can be true. Mm-hmm. We found ways to win, which is which that's a good sign. This is obviously a good football team. They only have three losses. Right. But man, that's not going to get us where we want to go. We <laughs> there <laughs> this whole season is about winning one game. Mm-hmm. But you've got to win a certain number to even get the opportunity to play in that game. And that's why you see that's why you see so many um Super Bowl losing teams fail the next year. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I thought I thought the Patricia stuff was pretty was pretty interesting. I think with Philly, their thing is, is like winning masks everything and the problems like 'cause go like as the year went on, like Jalen Hurts wasn't playing MVP level football. Mm-hmm. Like the numbers showed that or whatever. And then he whatever, they lose these couple games and now he's out of there. All right, there was murmurs about the defense all year. Now you've lost a couple games. Now Matt Patricia's out there. I think what it was is that, yeah, that they were winning games, but a lot of it was just masking what they really needed to fix up. Yeah. Yeah, may have been. Yeah, no, yeah. I I um I just don't I don't I don't buy where Philadelphia can go from here. I well, they, I think they're gonna spiral their season's gonna end in a in a major spiral. Because well, I, I, the, their issues to me can't be fixed right now. They, their personnel is is the issue, and personnel on the field, and personnel in in the coaches' room. It seems like. Um. To your original point, I don't know how you pick against San Francisco. No, yeah, I don't know how you pick against San Francisco cause, cause in the way that they're playing right now. How, how I can't did, wait for Christmas Day. Like the, the, I, I, I'm legitimately hyped the, for Christmas. The crazy night. thing about it, though, is with the 49ers right now. I th- they're going to lose, like, re- realistically, if they lost, how would you see them losing? I'll, I'll ask you both of you guys that real quick. If they lost the game, what's that score look like? To Like a regular se- – or any game. Any game. It's probably low scoring. So, yeah. um, so- what, what do you think, Jesse? I was on the phone right now with a listener, which was the question. What, if, the, if the Niners were to lose a game, what do you think the score is? I think it's close. I think it's like, a, I, I think it's a, low it's, it's a uh, low Cleveland, the Cleveland game. What was that? Ni- 19, 18, 16, 19, 16, whatever that was. I think it's something along those lines. See, I disagree. I don't think there's no way you're stopping that offense right now. You're going to, and the dude like, well, yesterday. Cleveland did it though. Cleveland did it. Injuries. They did it. But Cleveland is like a one-on-one. Well, yeah, that's it. That's, I don't think they're losing. <laughs> Cleveland's a one-on-one. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, unless they play Cleveland in the Super Bowl. You know, maybe they could have those aspirations. You got to go into a game with the way this off- the offense, the offense. They didn't kick a field goal for for like three months. No, I understand. Like the 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 way the the way I envision a 49ers game going bad for the Niners, somebody gonna have to score at least twenty four. So you don't think like the right defense can shut them down, kind of like the Miami Dolphins this year when they no, face the right defense, they're kind of 25, 20 points or whatever. I know Cleveland already did it. That off that, that defense, was that's one of one that, de- that defense don't he, exist in the NFL this year. I don't think this year, this season, that defense don't exist. That defense I, is the Niners. I will. 
<laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Will. We it gotta... feels... No, it's fine. Um, can I answer the question, Kenny? Sure. It feels like it would have to be a game with like three or four turnovers mm-hmm. for the Niners, which I think would result in a lower scoring game. Mm. Like just a lot of mm-hmm. mistakes, mm-hmm. maybe some weird turnovers where it hits a hand of a, re- of a receiver and the defense grabs it. Just some weird stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know if a defense can straight up stop this team without some unforced errors by the Niners. And and I also think that, I mean, everybody deal with injuries, whatever the case may be. They can vouch for their own team that have injuries or whatever. But the Cleveland thing, you lost Debo in that game, who's a major part of what you're trying to do. Um, they had an issue with penalties, the Niners did. That, that game um but the the overarching thing in that situation is we're talking injuries now injuries can derail them it can derail anybody but mm-hmm. if they're whole if they're whole and they play cleveland again they'll put 30 on cleveland uh okay i'm not going to disrespect the browns defense like that um well, what's the colts with 30 on, I'll, on I'll, cleveland i'll go to um <laughs> bears almost put 30 wills point game was 20 to 17 almost been 30 <laughs> you said 20 was almost 30 the last touchdown would no, have made 17 it is almost 30 the last touchdown oh, would have made it 24 but he didn't catch it uh to will's point the worst loss of the season 31 17 there were three turnovers in that game mm. by the um the san francisco 49ers who were still without debo samuel in that one um so yeah uh, we bring in Will Z, uh, not just to talk 49er football, as Will Z uh, previews 49er games. That website hasn't uh, been born yet. But Will Z, stand line is uh, if you want a great numbers breakdown into uh, each game uh, that the Sacramento Kings play, uh, Will does a great job um, throwing these out there. And, Will, before we, man, can we just go back to Friday? Oh, what do the numbers That's... tell you about 11 threes in a row? <laughs> Jeez, it's just so ridiculous. And, of course, Keegan would do that on the game where it's I'm busy and not really watching or looking at any stats. Um, but it's just one of those games where you look at Keegan's ceiling and the King's ceiling and it becomes so clear that this team can go so far if Keegan can... That's like a historic game. If he can just do a portion of that mm-hmm. and just really that higher volume with the three-point shooting shooting that we saw last year it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. but when he gets on a heater we haven't really seen that yet in his like newfound um aggressiveness that we've seen this year and it was just so fun to watch went back and rewatched the game and it's just he's just so smooth out there yeah no, it, it was it was incredible to watch um, him shoot that three ball the way he did on on Saturday, and one of the things that you know I'm always going to check in with you with uh, 22 three pointers in that last game, 18 in the previous game against the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Have the looks changed? And you know they're getting more, you know, wide open threes looks, or you don't need have to be wide open, but better looks, and they're hitting them. Or is this just who the Kings are? Sometimes they're going to hit shots, sometimes they're not. But the 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 way the offense runs is going to stay the same. I think it's just who they are. Looking at last game, they're at 25 wide open threes, which is right around their average. So I think it's just who they are. And they hit them, again, 64% mm-hmm. 
mm. which is an extremely high number and what you're looking for, Kenny. What they hit against OKC. Okay, the OKC okay, that was which date? Was that, that Wednesday? Was Thursday. 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 Because they were eighteen of forty five overall. So I, You're looking yeah. for the number of threes that they just hit? a wide open uh oh. looks because he they hit sixty percent on Saturday, which is mm-hmm. when we started this whole thing a couple of weeks ago. I said if they getting because what was the game where they hit they broke the record or whatever and they hit like seventy percent, seventy five, seventy five percent of the open, yeah. wide open threes. I was like, they they should be about sixty to seventy percent of wide open threes. They have those type of shooters um, mm-hmm. that can hit those type of looks, but obviously that would be the greatest three point shooting. I think that was team the of Nets all time. Oh yeah. Yeah, so against OKC, they were 11 of 21. So, again, just a few under in terms of attempts, but 52.4%. So we've seen, really, that the Kings have become that make-or-miss team. And I think a lot of that is that Fox has taken his mid-range shots that he was making at a good clip last year and transitioned those into threes. So the Kings are just upping that volume. And with him taking so many threes, it really kind of forces them to make them to win but when they do they're unbeatable i put this out after the jazz game kings are 10 and 0 when they shoot 36 percent or better from three that's not even a high number 36 percent is average i think you can hit that on most nights but to go 10 and 0 and have it have that much of an impact on winning i think speaks volume to what the kings are doing everywhere on the court in another place uh will that they were really really good on the floor and it just got buried because of you know the incredible theatrics of Keegan Murray mm-hmm. the other night was DeMontis Sabonis mm. yeah uh, DeMontis Sabonis was nine of ten you know we often see you know DeMontis man he, he, Domas he misses some some close shots at the at the basket he misses bunnies mm. as, mm-hmm. as as they like to tweet and that didn't happen it didn't happen on Saturday and yeah was, and that's what we're efficient. waiting for is when he gets going around the rim he's so good we saw that last year I think I mentioned it last week that we're still kind of waiting for it to manifest this year. But 9 of 10, that's exactly what you want from him. Uh, His only miss was a three-pointer, so he was 9 of 9 on his two-point attempts. You can't ask for anything better, and you throw in 10 rebounds and 8 assists, 2 steals. It's a great game that doesn't get talked about enough because of Keegan's 47-piece. Yeah. Yeah. Domas... It, he's turning. Is he turning into a little bit of the new Harrison, <laughs> where he has these great games, or he, he just we just never mention it. We just never mention. Like, he's we more just consistent so, than. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, more, yes. He's a little more consistent <laughs> against. He's those eighteen guys. and twelve every night. It feels yeah, like, and we don't yeah. even. Like, yeah. oh, we don't bat an eye anymore. Yeah. It's because Monk is so energetic. Yeah. And Monk has a loud 20 points, yep. whereas Sabonis can have a very quiet 20 points. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Uh, that's a good point. Let's get into uh, tonight's game. Spirited matchup tonight, Will. Oh, it's a tough. A, a tough a tough Washington Wizards team who – Champions. They're – uh, you know, they, they, com- they compete uh, in their own unique way. And you know mm-hmm. this is this is a team that can catch you if you if you if you slip up. You can ask the Indiana Pacers about that uh, a couple of days ago. All you know, kidding aside, what, what does Washington do well? Do, do they? <laughs> it's just a four and twenty one team. 
Does Washington do anything well? Like, what is Sacramento fo- focused on in the film room today? Yeah, I think it's they're an okay three point shooting team. I think if the Kings were to lose, that it would probably be just Washington as a team getting hot from beyond the arc. But if you look at their field goal percentage, they're sitting at um, where did it go? There, I mean, there's so many things they're bad at. I was trying to find something they were good at, and it's just not really there. For field goal percentage, there it is, 48.3%. That's eighth in the league. So they're not a terrible shooting team. What really hurts them is the defense. So I think it would be a combination, and this is what I always talk about when you're going against teams like this. Washington's really bad on offense and really bad on defense. So that means for the Kings to lose, they would have to be really bad on offense and really bad on defense. So you just can't have a terrible game in both facets of the game. So for me, if the Wizards win tonight, they get hot from deep and the Kings miss their shots. It's going to take kind of that type of performance from both teams to tip the scales. Mm. This is a game, I know we're all, you know, tripping off of, you know, Kings playing teams like the Wizards at home or wherever they play mm-hmm. them and struggling with them. Um, this is, I think this is a different Kings team. Even And look, even if they lost, I still feel they were a different Kings team than in years past. This is a legit good team mm-hmm. more times than not. I mean, we've seen the Bucks lose to like random teams before too, right? So it mm-hmm. happens. But more yeah. times than not, I think the days of us being worried about them falling on their face against a team like the Wizards or um, or the Jazz like the other night, I think those days are gone. Like I, I think for the most part. Hopefully at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they got a chance to win their 10th game at home. Yeah. I think they'd be 10-3 and three, Yep. Um, with, with a win tonight. So, um, I think I think they're they're just a legit good team that handles mm-hmm. business most times than not, and the the next step for them is how they play against the top teams, which we'll see later this week. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Like you could pretty much again to kind of focus on some of the things that the Kings could take advantage of tonight. Washington grabs 39.3 rebounds per game. That's last in the league. They give up 49.9 rebounds per game. That's most in the league. They're losing the rebound battle by over 10 rebounds per game. That's a huge advantage for the Kings, especially with the second chance points. And we've seen them when they're good at getting those second chance opportunities, they usually win the game. Uh, They, Washington, allows 30.1 assists per game, most in the league. So they are allowing, Damien, your number of 30 assists every night. Obviously, some nights are lower, some nights are higher. But if the Kings can be anywhere around that 30 number, again, I think that they'll get the win. And then and they haven't lost when sh- they hit that number yet, right? Correct. Yeah. And then opponents against the Wizards, 70.2% in the restricted area, second highest in the league. Just this is where I think Sabonis can have a really big night. The Wizards, they're soft in the paint. Just go at them. Uh, Monk, get in the lane. Barnes, attack the rim. Just a lot of getting deep into the paint and getting all the way to the rim. I think you can take advantage of the Wizards on defense there. Okay. All right. Smack these guys around. No, 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 no. no. This is a tough team. Tough team. No, it's it's (laughs) tough. Let's do that. 
not afraid anymore. Go to willzstats.com. Check out Will's uh, great previews. Will, we always appreciate you making, t- making time for us between uh, meetings and chopping wood and yeah. you know yeah. building log cabins <laughs> and all of that uh, stuff you do. Carrying the tree trunk on his back yeah. up the snow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Will Z, Will Z. It has like a Rocky type chant. Rocky, Rocky chant. Will yeah. Z, Will Z. Uh, Will, we appreciate you, my friend. We'll get to see you a lot this week with a big game coming up on Wednesday and another one on Friday. So mm. we look forward to talking to you then, my friend. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. That's Thank my you, man, Will Z. Go back to chopping a tree down or well, something. What he does. That's what he does. That's what he, he does. do. That's, 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 that's uh, and James Ham talks Kings basketball. He'll join us when Dylan McCasey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. Back here with our man James Ham. That's the beauty of these home games, man. James doesn't go home; he just hangs out in the studio and comes in and hangs out with us early. I made a run to Costco. See? Oh, I stopped wow. by the mall. Wow, neither of that, none of that sounds appealing. Oh, yeah. No Driving was... all the way back to your house sounds better than doing either of those. I was at things. the mall on Saturday. Oh. 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 Yeah. I hate that I have to drive past the mall. Oh. I, I don't like going to the mall at all. So. This time of year is brutal. I like going to the mall. mall cool. I mean, I understand I like it right now, but just in general. You know, you take a oh, walk. Oh, you got all that. Walk through the mall. All those lines of credit. You was at Roseville by me with a Louie and no, I was, uh, Gucci I was, and Coach and – I was in the trenches. All that stuff was? No, I was in the trenches. Oh, no. Oh, well, I'm definitely in that <laughs> Fruit Ridge? I was in the trenches. <laughs> What's the I, was old... at, I was at Arden. Oh, I was in the trenches. Man. Oh. <laughs> Glad you made it out, dog. That's tough, bro. Glad you made it out. <laughs> Kenny. That's risking life and limb. Man. Man. Well, I don't know what gift Reese wanted, boy, but it must have been important. Goodness gracious. No, I was, you know, I'm with my people, though. I'm, I'm a man of the people, though. You know, unlike Damien. Damien, you know, he high class. Me, you know, I'm, I'm just with the people. High class, you're Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. We stay at home and order, mail order. That's my plan. My plan is always, or I try to avoid, my goal is to never step foot in a Target again. Oh. Oh. Just, what do I need? Amazon, order it. Oh, I forgot something. Fine. Place another order. <laughs> Doesn't cost to place multiple orders. It's not like it's more expensive. I just think of some nine Amazon packages showing up per day because I forget to order stuff. Sometimes you got to get out the house. Man. Our I sub- don't mind getting out the house. I just don't want to go to Target. Eh, Target's fine. Our Suburban, we only keep around just to stack cardboard boxes in, so <laughs> then we run them to the cardboard box place. That's there all we go. use it for. That Every once in a while, we put a boat on it. but Every once in a while. <laughs> One of your many. Yeah. One of your many bolts. Uh, as we welcome in our man James Ham here to talk some Kings basketball before we look ahead to that uh, Battle of the Titans tonight against the Washington Wizards. Let's go back to Saturday. Um, you were in the building. Uh, how loud was that third quarter? And how much was that Golden One Center crowd hanging on everything that Keegan Murray was doing? Oh, yeah. Fully engaged. Like, very, very crazy, wild atmosphere. Um, I, I was telling Kyle earlier, it was so difficult to keep up. So he kept hitting three-pointers, but in, like, twos. So he would hit one, and then they'd get a steal, they'd go down, or they'd get a stop, they'd go down, he'd hit another one. So before you could even put out one tweet, he'd already hit another three. And then next thing you know, he's got 26 points, whatever it was in the quarter. Yeah. And, I mean, I was lucky enough to be in the building when, when Clay went crazy. Uh, what was it, 37 mm-hmm. and a quarter? Um, and even when we had the 
the Omri Steph Curry shootout. I remember that. That was wild. But this was just one player that. For those that aren't aware, that is an incredible sentence you just uttered. <laughs> the Omri cast. Oh yeah, like yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, for those who that that it was uh, a real thing. Th- th- too. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, it was a real thing. It was wild. I think Omri put up 18 and Steph put up 17 in the mm. second quarter. Mm-hmm. It was just like a heavyweight battle, like out of nowhere. Uh, but this was different. Like you're watching a young player who's coming into his own. And, you know, we talked about this just last week, right? That we need to know who who Keegan is going to be, mm. right? So if we we think Keegan be a 20-point-per-game guy and you got your choice of OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam, then I want OG. If you're not convinced that he's going to be a 20-point-a-game guy, but he can maybe be 15 and a really good defender, mm-hmm. then I want Pascal. Mm. I, I think he just answered that question. Mm. I, I think it was that quick. Everyone in the building, everyone who watched it from wherever they were, they went, oh, that's why the Kings think so highly of him. So I, I want to revisit that um, a little bit, just, just that discussion in general. But I did want to ask you more about that that performance. Where does that rank for Sacramento Kings history, that, that night? that Obviously, it's not the highest point total, but, I mean, the threes, you know, Obviously, being there and, and, and seeing it happen, like we were thinking about, obviously, Cousins, you know, ejection, uh, 56-point game. This is ridiculous game. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, 47 in Houston. I think they were the defending champions at that time. Um, but where, where's where's this one? Uh, Jesse brought up a good one. De'Aaron's game one in the playoffs last year is probably up there. Yeah. Where Where's this game ranked for you? I mean, for a regular season game, I'd put it right there with the Cousins game. His cousins was on a tear at that point. I think he had two fifty-point yeah. games in a row. Like what he was doing was just next level. Mm. And you know, unfortunately, that was such a blip in his career, where he was actually he was focused. He was talking to somebody. He was doing the right things off the court. Like everything was focused, and re- and he had this incredible stretch of games, and then slipped right back into what he was doing before, mm. which was none of that stuff. And you saw him dramatically dip as soon as he got past it. Um, but uh, that the night where they had to call Cousins back out of the locker room, that might have been one of the craziest. I mean, that was the craziest night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you that know. That was like, a 56-point game, right? Or was it a It was 50-something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we also, we had the, uh, you know, the puke game is one that stands oh, out of just like a totally me. bizarre night. <laughs> Well, some would say that's one of the greatest performances in King's history <laughs> because of what because of what it resulted in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, in all honesty, that that's it was the lead up, and then yeah, that, of course they yeah. they fire Luke Walton after that game. Um, yeah, just weird. So I've been a part of like some really crazy games, but as far as just purely watching somebody have a moment, that was it. It was like, wow, look at this dude go. It's not the same, but I think anyone who was there will remember it. Any, I think anyone watching it will remember it. Domas's first game. Oh yeah, that was a great. Moment. Oh yeah. I, 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 no one will forget the hug heard round the world, uh, where De'Aaron just falls into Domas's arms like I got a real NBA player on my team. I'd also there's two games to the standout. There's the game I think the Kings were in Chicago when they went on the like mm. thirty to one run yeah, to come yeah. back. Chicago. Um, there was, well, I think that was, it was even bigger than that. I was at a game when I was young where the Kings came back. I think it was on the Charlotte Hornets, but 
the the really good Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets team with like Larry Johnson and Alonzo Morning. Morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Glenn Rice, Muggsy Bokes, all those guys. And the Kings went on a 30-1 to run in that game. And I remember Walt Williams had a 360 dunk in the middle of the game, <laughs> uh, like on a breakaway. Um, that was huge, but I don't know. To see a, a young player coming into his own like right in front of you, like I, I tweeted, like a star is born. Mm. We we saw the star being born, like right there. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, an incredible night. And you know, keep saying this. The Kings played so well in that game. Of course, it helps when you have a guy who hits like twelve of thirteen threes. Mm. But overall, Domas was incredible. Um, <laughs> two hours and fifty-seven minutes in. Nice back bounce back games for 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 both Kevin Herter and Harrison he Barnes. The new Harrison, because Harrison is still Harrison, especially <laughs> Harrison. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah, Harrison. Like he was, it it felt like he was hitting threes at a at a at a comfortable clip at a certain point in that game as well. And it was like, all right, no, these these guys are finding their group. And overall, as a team, the offense again. I'm sure it helps to have a guy hit 12 of 13 threes. But everything on the offensive end looks so easy for them. Yeah, I mean, Keegan started, I think, 11 straight. Like, mm. what what he was doing early on. And it it did open up things. I mean, I thought Domas was really good. He was directing traffic. I thought Malik mm-hmm. Monk just yeah. continues to have huge games. But to have one player, like, some of the statistical stuff that Keegan did in that game, he jumped from, like, 13.8 points to 15.5. He jumped his three-point percentage. He walked into that game at 304 and came out at 35.7. Over five percentage points he raised in one game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, how do you even do that? I mean, we're not talking about eight games into the season. We're talking like 24, 25 games into the season. Just, like, watching that was crazy. Uh, the Kings getting the six games over 500 mark. It took mm-hmm. them until January 15th last year to get to six games over 500. They're a month ahead of schedule. So, like, all of these pieces to the puzzle kind of, like, falling into place. And it's good to see, you know, that on a game where you don't have De'Aaron Fox, that a guy like Harrison Barnes can still show you, like, he still can play. He's just not getting any play calls for him. And when he when he did go out there and, you know, he had opportunity, I thought he took advantage. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I can't believe Keegan hit 47 points. <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you, like I don't, I know that may sound like shade or whatever the case may be, but I didn't, I didn't know he'd have that type of game in him in his career. You know what I'm saying? Forty-seven, and it, it felt like he could have easily got fifty, fifty-five. You know what I mean? If 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 they would have kept feeding him in that fourth quarter, let him play a little bit more in that fourth quarter, if he was a different type of individual as yeah. far as like hunting for shots and things of that nature. I mean, like you said earlier, Ham. This kind of feels like it changes in one game, maybe for some people, who you think he possibly could be. Well, I think you always need to find the perspective in it too, because uh, I'll point out Kevin Herter's been in the league what like six years. His career high is thirty. Harrison Barnes has been in the league for I think twelve years. His career high is thirty six. De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox's career high career high is forty four. Uh, Malik Monk's career high is forty five which he had last year in that crazy 176-175 game mm-hmm. went over over the Clippers. Keegan Murray has the highest single game out of any Kings player on the roster at this point. Like No one else on that team has gone for more than 47. 
And so that's it just shows you that there is a different type of ceiling that maybe like none of us really knew was there. But they see this behind the behind the scenes. Like the team sees it. They know how good he's going to be. Like De'Aaron Fox has played alongside him all summer long, working with him. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to this. uh, But at the end of the day, if this is even partially who he can be, then it changes like a ton of things for the Kings going forward. And then to real quick to this point, that's what De'Aaron kind of talked about today. He was like um, his numbers don't reflect what we've seen from him in practice and in yeah. workouts and things of that nature. So it was good, you know, to, to have that game for that reason alone, you know, where it seems like who he is and who he can be as an offensive player, you know, you, you can see it in the numbers in a game like that. Yeah. I mean, I think what we're all hoping for is that he can be a guy who averages 20 a game plus. Right. And he just showed you right away. Like, okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can give you that. The ceiling for me, you, you know, you talked about like the perception, you know, may have been wrong about what he can do and the ceiling and all of that stuff. To me, like what he did the other night was amazing. To me, it's on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. What we've seen him do on the defensive end this season is the moment where it's like, one, I had no idea he could do this. Uh, two, this is what he looks like 25 games into his second season on that side of the ball. And I told Kenny this morning, the biggest eye-opening thing for me in the early part of this season is, like, I think you can have conversations about, you know, you know, Paul George, Clay Thompson comps when you talk about two-way players in the league, mm-hmm. uh, great two-way players, guys who could score, who have the ability to shoot, have the ability to do a lot of things, but can be the team's top or one of the team's top defender on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing right now he can be a plus defender. Mm-hmm. Right. And even coming out of college, I think everyone knew he would be in a, like a solid defender at the NBA level, but league average, maybe a little bit above. But then he went out and he did all this work on his body in the offseason. And he's even said, like, I'm just way more athletic than I was last year. And it's really odd to hear an athlete say that they went away for a summer and they came back. They're more athletic. But it's what we're seeing. I mean, we're seeing him attack the rim and dunk on, you know, he dunked on Harry Giles. He's dunked on a handful of players already. And there's just like an aggressiveness to him, a confidence to him. And if he's going to be that type of defender, which I think, you know, De'Aaron today, he thinks that part of the reason why his legs haven't been there as a shooter is partially because of the defensive end. But that's just him adjusting mm-hmm. and his body adjusting to what's happening. And eventually he'll get there where he, he'll be able to play on both ends of the court at a high level. But you know, this is just another step in the progression of what we're going to see from this player. And it's why, you know, like I I put the story out on Saturday morning, like they are not trading him. He is not part of any discussion at this point, according to my sources. They're like, it, he's not in any discussions. Mm-hmm. So people can call or people can say that that's what they want. He's not part of any discussion. They're not going to trade him. And, you know, that's not to say that, like, some crazy, like, if someone walked up and the Bucks called and said, we'll give you Giannis for Keegan. I'm like, you have to do what's right for the team and, right. and the franchise and go ahead and make the move. Right. But outside of something that's just so out of the norm of what would possibly happen, like, he's not getting traded for Pascal Siakam. He's not getting traded for Laurie Market, and he's not getting traded for an OG Ananobi because they believe he'll be better than those players. 
and that he's younger and that they've got control over his contract status for a while. But again, to get back to the the two, like if we're looking at Toronto and we keep bringing up Toronto because they're the team that's out there with these two guys, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of those guys makes 38 million bucks and the other one makes 19 million bucks. The $19 million guy is probably going to get 25 to 30 a year going forward. The $38 million a year guy is looking for 40 for the next four years or whatever. I think if you, if Keegan Murray is this type of player, you can go after a 25 to $30 million player and still fit everybody in long term and don't have to go chase a $40 million player trying to get all, you know, trying to get better in one piece. So I think it, it really just like opens up everything for the Kings. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, one of the things about that back on the on the trade front is, you know, we had a discussion earlier about Pascal Siakam, OG, the Zach Levine reports and everything like that. And the thing that I would, would say, and we'll talk about Toronto because that's what everybody's talking about a lot of the times. Do you – I don't know if we've ever even asked you this, but do you – think the Kings have enough to get one of those two players? Because I'm not sure they do. I mean, it really just depends on what Toronto's doing, right? So if they're looking to maintain or to get better, then no, the Kings don't have enough. But if they're looking to, like, I don't know, if, if they're looking for draft picks, the Kings can offer draft picks. If they're looking for draft picks and a solid veteran or two that can help hold down the fort while you're rebuilding, they, the Kings have enough, I, I think. Now, again, coming up with $38 million for Pascal Siakam isn't easy. I mean, that's it's one of like Kevin Herter or uh, Harrison Barnes. And then on top of that, it's a Davion Mitchell, it's Chris Duarte, and it might even be one more piece other than that. That's where it's it's much easier to chase a guy like Pascal Siakam, where it's just a straight-up trade. Like, you can trade Kevin Herter, or you could trade um, Harrison Barnes, and then it comes down to, like, draft capital. Like, what's it going to take to swap players? Now, I don't know if Toronto's ever going to trade him, because it seems like, again, they're just, like, driving off a cliff with these guys. They're, they're not tapping the brakes and saying, hey, maybe someone should get off the get out of the car. They're, they just keep going, and you're like, okay, why would you not trade Fred Van Vliet? And then mm-hmm. not really be that competitive in trying to re-sign him. And so maybe these guys know something that we don't, but like, I think there's way too much smoke. I, I read a report today from um, from Sam Amick that uh, said the, the Kings would be more interested in Siakam than OG Ananobi, mm-hmm. and that's not what I've heard. I've heard the opposite. Conflicting sources. Dum, dum, yeah. dum. Well, I mean, that it, it is. This time of year, it's about all kinds of weird, crazy sourcing back and forth. But I've heard, the, like, especially the Kings would be more interested in OG because he fits the timeline, you know, the defensive prowess, the fact that he can play the two, three, four. But there's also a contract situation with both of those guys. Oh, yeah, totally. You're not making a deal for either one of those that includes draft picks if you don't have some sort of idea if they'll you can retain them. So, and that's where we got to start pulling on threads. Like who, who plays for who, who has what agent, Mm -hmm. like what agent is going to be in play here. And I I also like, I know the reports from uh, our friend Jake Gaden that uh, OG doesn't want to play in Sacramento. I don't have anything of that sort either. I don't, I'm not hearing any of that. And so I I don't know that that's a definite 
Um, but I, I'm also like, so I'll say that uh, he, I'm confident enough to say unless OG, unless Jake got it from OG, I don't. That's not true. Mm. I'm confident enough to like. I, the, the, well, I'll, I'll say what you said about Sam. Our sources are, are not the same. Yeah, not not at all the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, so, well, go ahead. Get to the real question. I mean, I know what you want to ask. I already know where James. I know is what James is going to say. I already know where James is going. James might leave. In that James, report, James going to walk out. <laughs> in that in that story by Sam Amick, they bring up Zach Levine, and you talk about who's got who agent and all this other stuff. Well, they brought that into play, talking about clutch. You know, focus on De'Aaron. Like uh, Levine's a clutch guy, and he's open to playing in Sacramento. I shouldn't. I'll ask you the question. I won't assume. What What's your thoughts on Zach Levine? to the Kings yeah I, I just don't see it fitting any way shape or form like look if you're going to go out and get Zach Levine who has never played defense a day in his life like just flat out isn't doesn't play defense he's like a starting Jamal Crawford like sorry coach I don't do that like Mike Brown does Mike Brown need another score I mean he had the highest the, the best offensive rating in the history of the game last year without Zach Levine. And so if you're going out and getting Zach Levine and he's just an offensive weapon, he is a playmaker too, but he's just an offensive weapon. Like that means that like at, at this point, like Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes, they can't even get up a shot. Like they're averaging like 10 shots or less per game. What do you do when you add Zach Levine? So it doesn't make any sense. Well, those two are gone. Yeah, so you gone. have. So now you got about fifty. You have shots some shots out there. Okay, the and but who's starting at power forward? Or who's starting at small forward? Well, like, we're still working through yeah, some you of work this through stuff. That James. And you find you find you find yeah. the guy. No, I get it that like it adds a dynamic scorer, but you think he's better than Kevin Herter? Do they do they get better as a team adding Zach Levine for the? Tra- I'll just say the trade I saw was Herter and uh, Harrison Barnes. I do not believe they do. I don't. Just because you can score points doesn't mean anything. Like, and especially he's the guy who wants the ball in his hand. He likes to have. He, he likes to direct traffic. I just, I don't buy it. And the other thing I don't buy is you're talking about a guy on a massive contract. Like all of your money is tied up in Sabonis and Fox, and and in that situation, Levine. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's three $40 million players. Like adding anything else, retaining Malik Monk becomes like very difficult. Like, so for me, I wouldn't, I, I mean, and we're talking about a guy who blew out his ACL when he was younger. Like, you know, look, he's, he's way closer he to the two all-star game to 30. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I get that, but like, I, I'm not touching him. Like, I, I know he's a talented player and I know he can score, but. Like, this team needs more than just points. So this is where we go back to what we talked about earlier. And I know you're not saying this specifically, but I, I'm of the belief they don't have enough to get OG or Pascal. Like, I don't – if if they get in a bidding war with, you mentioned, Indiana and OKC, they've got more of what Masai would want other than what the Kings got to offer. I don't, I don't know why Toronto would want – Harrison Barnes for three more years if they're trying to get if they're getting rid of these guys. Like I, I and combine that with OKC's coming with 
two first rounders and Lou Dort or something like that. Like why you you just gotta hope Masai wants to help out the Kings because if they get in competition with somebody else, I don't think they have enough for either one of them. So you can't get them. You can't get Lori. I don't think they talking about five picks or whatever the case may be. What what are we like? What are we talk? Are we talking about Caruso? And because because my whole thing is once you make a deal, you you pretty much give up what you have to offer for anything. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like no, I understand. When you what make you're the saying. deal, whatever deal you make, you better make sure it is who you want moving forward because you don't have a lot of pieces. Yeah. Okay, so when it comes to, like, Harrison, first of all, Harrison is still a reasonably, like, he's a solid veteran player, mm-hmm. and his contract is not that bad. And it's only two years after this year. So he signed a three-year deal, so you're you're picking up two more years. But, like, look, if you're a team that's resetting and backing up, it doesn't hurt you to, to go out and trade for a guy like Harrison because, number one, you get him for two years. So as opposed to OG who will walk this summer, you now at least have a player that can play minutes for you for two years. He also, his his salary isn't so prohibitive that it's going to totally impact your salary, your salary cap number. But on top of that, you have to spend at the NBA level. So if your plan is to build around a guy like Scotty Barnes, but Scotty Barnes doesn't make any money, you still have to spend money. Like if you're having Siakam walk off the books for $38 million, if you don't have someone coming in to replace that, you're going to have to go out and sign free agents and overpay guys just to get to the salary floor, which is, again, it's 10%. So you got to, the salary cap, I think, is going up to $144 million, which means you got to be $130 million. So having guys that make 12%, 13% of your salary cap, they're not a big deal. The other thing with Harrison is that if you were to trade for Harrison, and let's say you, like, just strange, like, let's just spitball here. If you were to do a straight-up swap OG for Harrison, and then you were to throw in, say, two first-round picks. But that comes with the understanding that OG is going to stick around. The Raptors could then turn around and try to get another first-round pick out of Harrison in trade because there are teams around the league that value Harrison, that know that he still has plenty of game, that knows he's still a starting-level player, and he's under contract for two years. And so then they could go get other assets in addition to what they already got from you originally. So I, I don't think that, like, Trading Harrison Barnes is not a big deal. I mean, Joe Johnson's like ridiculously stupid contract got traded. I mean, he had like ninety million left or something. I you can trade you can trade Harrison you can, Barnes, but that's if the my point is also if Toronto's like nobody else in the league wants these guys, we can only deal with Sacramento. Do you have enough to outbid OKC, Indiana, and Team X? Okay. I would say possibly, but I'd also, the players are going to have some say in this. So if OG doesn't want to come to Sacramento, he's like, hey, I just tell them I won't sign there. He'll tell his agent, tell them I won't sign there. So if they're trading for me, they're renting me, mm-hmm. right? And, and if that's not the case, mm-hmm. that player can do the same thing to another team. They can say, hey, I don't want to go to Indiana. Like, trade me to Sacramento. Trade me to... Team X, but I don't want to go to Indiana. Tell Indiana I'm not going to sign an extension. That's what I'd say. So a player has plenty of pull within this. But, you know, again, I, I think it OG has always made a ton of sense. 
He fits the player arc like the timeline. He's like 26 years old. Um, he he can shoot the three, and he can play the two or the three. You can start him at either position. Him and Keegan Murray as switchable forwards would be elite. Mm-hmm. So, And the three of them together with Sabonis on the front line, that would be absolutely spectacular. I mean, you would really, really be uh, like cooking with something there. That and, oh, move, sorry. Yeah. That that move to you makes them contenders? Yeah, I think it does. Hey, well, if Keegan's the guy that can go out and do this, then yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have to wait a year for them to truly be contenders, mm-hmm. like for this thing to like grow. But yeah, I, I don't see why not. And then the other thing is like, what if, what if it's not like Harrison Barnes? What if they would prefer Kevin Herter, who's from upstate New York? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, like, I'm sure Kevin, while he loves Sacramento, would go, oh, okay, I'm right by my family, not that far away, back on the East Coast. But if you were to make a move like that and use OG Ananobi alongside De'Aaron Fox as you're starting two, okay. Giants I mean, that's, that's yesterday, tough. By the way. Poor Kevin. Poor Kevin. Yeah. Well, poor Kevin's had a rough season. And he was DeVito got Giants beat up a little fan. bit. DeVito oh, he... and that damn pizzeria appearances. <laughs> DeVito got hit so hard on one play, and then oh, they made him come off the court because when he got hit, he kind of played <laughs> a little bit. And then they're like, bro, you can't play dead and then just like pop said, up. No, after. I'm a Draymond Green fan. <laughs> yeah. I, was watching, I was watching the Kings Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like all of this is speculation. All of it's crazy. The Kings are going to be aggressive. I know that they're fully, like they're under the same understanding that we are. Mm-hmm. That they aren't quite there, but they are very close. Mm-hmm. But you also have to look like there. There's a good chance they go seven games over 500 tonight, and I mean that's huge. Well, you got a chance to go seven games over 500 for sure, but you have a really difficult stretch of basketball coming up with yeah. Boston. Phoenix and Minnesota. See, they're capable of beating all of those teams. They've already beaten two of them this year. But the Boston one I find really intriguing because last year's top three in the East were Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix. They didn't beat, they were 0 6 against uh, those three teams. Oh, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. What'd I say? Yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. No, Phoenix was too. It was. Different time, different time when they were a top team in the <laughs> the, the, the the league makeup used to be weird. Uh, yeah, Philly, sorry, the Seventy Sixers. Um, they didn't beat those teams at all last year, and I think we we because I was on the floor but played Philly without Joe, yeah, right? Well, yeah, it was a couple and, guys out. Is, man, if you looked was, at was his... Harden on that team too? Yeah, yeah. I think he was out. Too. I'm losing track of my yeah, so I'm losing my Harden tracker is a little bit off. <laughs> I can't remember where he was, but have you looked at Embiid's numbers? Yeah. Crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, nuts. yeah. It took it took uh, the, the, something. It, oh, it was the NBC stat the other night mm. that had that. I think Joel has like the most first quarter points and the most third quarter points, maybe. And it, it was doing to highlight what Fox is doing in the fourth. That made me pull up Joe's numbers. I was like, man, we keep talking about Jokic as an MVP. Yo, Joe is having a better season than he did last yeah. year when he actually oh, yeah. won the damn award. I mean, he's cooking too. 34.2 points, 11.7 rebounds. That's insane. And six, six assists, and he's got 1.9 blocks and 1.1 steals. Damn. Yeah. And he's doing that in less than 34 minutes. Damn. Like, what he's, it's crazy what he's, how good he is and what he's doing right now. But, um, 
Yeah, and weren't we all talking about whether he was going to ask to get out of there? Back to your point. Joel Embiid is averaging that, like shooting like a three or two a game. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Well, that was crazy about Keegan. on a block, big fella. Keegan scored 47 and went to the free throw line for four free throws. Mm. Mm. Like, he scored 47 on 23 shots. Shea Gildress-Alexander would never. (laughs) Yeah. He's scoring 47. He's getting 20 at the line. 23 at the line. Yeah, Yeah, at least. But to his credit, he'll be like 23 of 23. Yeah, he ain't going to (laughs) miss. No, that's true. He ain't going to miss. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but to your point, yeah, the Kings need to prove they can beat the teams in the East. This is a test, but I like their chances this year with Keegan Murray like stepping up defensively against a guy like Jason Tatum mm-hmm. versus what they were last year where I, I just don't think they had any answer at all. And all of a sudden you're starting to have some answers and they also don't have Marcus Spart anymore. Like they do have Drew, but like somebody's going to have to try to slow down Fox, although Drew does a good job against Fox. So, um, but that, that should be a, a really good battle for the Kings. And then look, you got to, you got to beat Phoenix or you got to beat Minnesota. You got the back-to-back on Friday, yeah. Saturday. Just one of the strangest scheduling. And all, like this week is just and that's the that's a, you know that's the tough thing. You 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 got a Phoenix team that you 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 did beat a shorthanded you know Phoenix team. Yeah. being fair, but still you did you did what you were supposed to do. You got Minnesota. You were able to beat them at home. Still, I I think their only loss at home, the Sacramento Kings gave them on the season. Yeah, and. You also have the weird dynamic of the back-to-back thing wrapped up in all of this. Mm. Oh yeah, you got yeah. that. You got that. That Friday, you know, Kings fans are going to be on super high alert on that game Friday, and then Saturday, it's almost like everyone's going to be sitting around crossing their fingers, wondering if they lose by thirty. <laughs> no, I, I it's totally... weird, and 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 that's going to be the case until it's not. Yeah. Well, that's as dumb as it is. What it is, that's going well, to be the case it until it it's not. It's not dumb. It just yes, is it what is. it is. It's dumb. <laughs> Well, if it is what it is, it is dumb then. Can can we rename the Phoenix Suns the shorthanded Phoenix Suns? Because yeah. every game, every well, game. I mean, they're 14 and yeah. 12 on the season. Mm. And they're uh, like. If they're only someone or some home. people could have predicted this. Well, yeah. It was, you couldn't predict it. Yeah, you know, could, it's, totally unpredictable. Nothing you could see. Yep, those two bums in Sacramento didn't say that repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> Love Bradley Beal. I'm sorry that he's hurt, but this is what we talked about. That this happens. team. I mean, I'm happy KD has played as many games as we have as he had, but this is what we talked about with this team. Like there was no chance you were going to be able to see what this team looks like. And now, you know, if you're, I don't know if you're a Kevin Durant, hell, if you're just a basketball fan, you got to at least have the Brooklyn Nets thing in the back of your head. Where is this team actually going to play games before the playoffs get here? Mm. And then when they get here, how much are they going to have to figure out in a series against a you know, a Minnesota team that appears to be tough or a Sacramento Kings team or, yeah. you know, whoever's left standing there at that point. I'd say, like, Minnesota right now, they're rolling 19-5, and five, right? They're 11-1 mm-hmm. and one at home, so you're right. The only loss is to the Kings. Um, they're going to go through, like, a stretch because this is the first time they've been in this type of situation. They're going to go through a stretch where they lose 6-8. of eight. Ant They'll Man. let everybody. Ant- right Ant Man's going through a stretch right now. I'm about now, to say so. it might happen now. He's My, a little it, distracted. Right the, now. Stre- the stretch may be beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And did, did you are you s- not caught up on the Anthony Edwards story? No. Okay. I'll t- we'll fill you in during the commercial break. <laughs> did you see that Canada denied access uh, to Miles, Miles Bridges? Bridges? Yeah. They said, "Nope, you're not allowed in the country." So he will not be playing tonight against the Toronto Raptors. Oh, I didn't. They don't allow. 
felons or whatever he oh, is. Well, I think like, his, his case is pending. I think that has something to do with it, right? Like I don't think it's pending he's got, anymore. Well, no, he got another one, didn't he? Or well, he had the uh, was it a car? He the, like he vandal like well, something happened when he picked cue up balls at he threw that's that's billiard that balls. was the second one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I that don't was think the second that one. That's I don't know what. Well, it's not legal, so it's it's definitely something. Child endangerment. The kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a part of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an open case, I guess, or open situation. Did anyone try to get him mental health, or did did no? That wasn't convenient for that argument. Okay. Good question. No, I'm I'm just I'm just trying to just trying to view the parameters of when we you know start evaluating a player's psyche. Yeah, who's been in the league 12, 15 years. Uh, Charlotte's Hornets restricted free agent Miles Bridges pled no contest to felony domestic violence charges. You cannot go to Canada with a felony mm. charge. Man, Canada got it right. Mm. Yeah, just nah, y'all can't come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can say whatever you want to us about it. You just you can't come over here, not even play basketball. Yeah, um, we'll come back. We are we will talk much more Kings James, including this tough matchup that the Sacramento Kings got tonight. A sp- 13 and a half point favorite. A, a spirited uh, Washington Wizards team that I believe. Did they play yesterday? Yeah, they Are they Phoenix? On? Yeah. Oh, they did. They're on a back to back. Boston will be on a back to back. And okay. then the Kings have a back to back of their own. Well, the, 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 the Wizards are on a run right now, having won one of their last two. They're hot. Uh, they're, 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 they're starting to find their form a little bit. So we'll talk about this matchup. Uh, between the Sacramento Kings and the Washington Wizards with our Kings insider James Ham here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I can sum up that entire commercial break for the radio audience. Uh, James really does not like Sacramento. <laughs> like, at all. Like, if it's not coming across enough on the radio, like, James is not a fan of anything involving Zach Levine. I don't know this for sure, James might hate everyone named Zach at this point. <laughs> you don't hate Zach Morris. Don't do it. I, I love Zach, Zach Morris. Morris. Okay. All right. So Zach. So we know Zach Morris is number one on the power. <laughs> That's <ranking>. right. <laughs> Say by the bell, baby. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, like uh, the advanced statistics aren't kind to to Zach Levine. So I mean, he's a fifteen point seven per guy, which is like slightly above league average player, mm-hmm. but he makes forty million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and it goes up from there. Like you're talking about an investment in a player who plays one side of the court and you're a team who doesn't need offense. If you're a team like the Orlando Magic last year that can't score at all, mm-hmm. uh, then, yeah, Zach Levine makes a lot of sense. Or if you're a team, let's say like Cleveland, that has all of these defensive bigs and and you know even like uh, Isaac Okoro at the wing, then maybe he makes sense if you can – defend and protect even I would say a team like Minnesota that does have rim protection and like defensive capabilities sure if you can hide it but what you don't do is hide a guy on on a team that doesn't naturally play defense and look the Kings are up to like 15th in the league in defensive rating Mm -hmm. they're doing a good job Mm -hmm. they're they're trying to improve they are getting better they there are moments where they're really good it's those games where they just get you know, stomped where you're like, oh man, the defense is bad. The other games, all like I think they're highly competitive. My my thing, I'm not even sure that I would trade for Zach Levine just because 
you know, I'm not I'm not even sure I'm ready to make a move just in general. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm not necessarily advocating for it. But I would say, I mean, all his numbers are in that particular situation. And that's assuming mm-hmm. that Zach Levine would look at this situation coming to Sacramento and be like, I'm going to just be the same Zach Levine I was in Chicago. Not a guy that looks at it like, man, I got an opportunity to win. You're right. He hasn't been on a lot of winning teams. He may be a guy that's like, I've gotten stats. I've made all-star teams. I want to be part of something special. And we go to Sacramento, get in where I fit in, and buy into what they have going on. Like that, but all everything, when people say that stuff, that's assuming that Zach would never do that. And that's a little unfair, too. No, I get that, but like, I don't know a lot of 29-year-old NBA players that completely change who they are on purpose, like at, at this deep into their career. Well, Carmelo did it. Carmelo did Russ it. Russ is doing Levine. it right now. And Zach okay. Levine, two years, he's a two-time All-Star. He's a two-time All-Star. This year, I get that. Like, Zach Levine could be the greatest teammate in the world this year. The Bulls stink. They're not good enough. That's not Zach Levine's fault. Yeah, but I find it weird. Is that it DeMar every- DeRozan's fault? Well, no, but I find it weird that every time we look at the Bulls, we think of all the players on their team you'd like to have. Like, uh, like I don't think DeMar DeRozan fits with Sacramento because he's just, like, straight up loves a mid-range and would shrink the, the, the defense, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one guy. But Vucevic, you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind having him. Patrick Williams, oh, I wouldn't mind having him. Torrey Craig or Alex Caruso, you're like, oh, yeah, I would consider that. You know, if you if you were to lose, are you blaming this all on Zach Levine? No, no, no. What I'm saying is it like they have all of these pieces, but none of them work together for some reason. And at some point, like Maybe they don't you, have as good of a coach, I, I guess that's Not part like of it. Billy they don't have yeah, Mike Brown, he, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 going to be without Billy Donovan, I'm sure, at the end of this year. Yeah, so. Really, oh. my biggest See, concern. Well, that's the thing. Billy's worried about the wrong things. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, James. My biggest concern with Zach is, number one, the defensive side of the ball is well documented. Number two, offensively, I don't think he's a great fit. Just because he can score, just because, like I don't think that's great. But the biggest issue, $40 million, $43 million, $46 million, $49 million, $49 million, when you know he's and we got to do the bookmark Keegan Murray's contract thing yeah, here. Man. Yeah, <laughs> got to make sure Keegan yeah. gets paid. Well, that and I mean, sure. you're saying goodbye to someone like Malik Monk if that's the case. Like you guys look like that's what that's saying. Like you can't afford to have all of those guys. And oh, we're gonna give Malik Monk a four year deal worth twenty million. So if you got twenty, forty, forty, but and, isn't and that a guy going up to fifty? And then De'Aaron's gonna get fifty eventually. Isn't that also the case? Yeah, De'Aaron about to be at 80. <laughs> isn't De- isn't uh, that also the case for just this is all hypothetical stuff, the Siakam and OG stuff? Yeah, I would say it's definitely the case with Siakam. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, is Siakam, I, I don't know that Siakam, like almost 30, is going to expect to get, like he might hover at 40. I don't think he's going to go 40, 45, 50 plus, okay. right? Mm-hmm. As, he, as he's hitting like... 30, 31, 32, 33. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, with OG, I mean, he has a player option next year at like $19.9 million, which he's opting out of, no question. But I don't think he's a, like, I don't think he's a $40 million player. On, on the open market, I don't think he's getting that. Like, there's only so many teams with cap space every year, and it's usually like three or four teams. So either he goes back to Toronto and gets paid, or he goes 
like somewhere else and has to deal with the whole free agency stuff and who has money. It sounds like the Toronto thing is at least a possibility for OG. Oh, you know, well, I think so too. Yeah. But um, he's a guy that I would put more at like the 27 to $32 million range for a four year deal. Mm-hmm. Like, so he's going to be a lot of money, but he's not going to be a lot, a lot of money, you know, which again, he's not going to hit 49 million as a 33 year old like Zach Levine. That's just like, there's no way, am I big? there's no way he lives up to, to that contract. The the biggest thing for me with all of this is I don't think I necessarily make a move if I'm Monty McNair because the team, to me, hasn't shown signs of needing needing a move to be made, if that makes any sense. Like, Oh, I yeah, thought they, they did, though. I mean, I thought they showed signs of it when they played New Orleans. I thought they showed signs of it when they played the Clippers. I thought they showed signs of it when they played the Warriors a couple of times early in the season where you just kept thinking they don't have a guy to defend. Like they've got one of them in Keegan. They don't have another that can defend these big yeah. these big teams. Yeah, but they can beat OKC then. Like, you know, they, they, you know, I think we're overreaction. Uh, the overreactions we have to one game this year because I I'm I'm going off for of my criteria right like I asked him I was like let me know you're real win eight out of eleven I think they've won like seven out of ten yeah no they're like right they're, there they're in to- there's going to be games where the matchup is bad or they don't play a good game or they don't hit their threes that's just the nature of who they are but they're I I don't think you need to make a move with these guys right now. Well, I'm looking at if you're the two, three, four seed. Let's say they they do great here from from here on out, and they're one, either the two, the three, or the four seed. Mm-hmm. I don't like their matchup against the five, six, seven, eight, and that's where you got to look and be like, okay, like if you're gonna have to face the Clippers or you're gonna have to face New Orleans in the first round, the Clippers can go to the NBA Finals though. Like New Orleans, I still think they'd beat New Orleans. Um, I don't know. But the Clippers can go to the NBA Finals. Like, nobody would be like, yeah, I, I want the Clippers. I don't think. No, I don't think anyone would. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looking for answers to try to stop them. Like, whatever that is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. But, you know, there's all kinds of answers out there. I mean, even they've got P.J. Tucker on their team. I'd feel more comfortable going into a, a playoff series with P.J. Tucker trying to defend a Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George or one of those guys in mm-hmm. in a big game and giving the physicality and stuff than mm-hmm. where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's I'm not saying like this team needs a revamp. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that you can see that there's a hole. And and it's not just long athletic players, it's long athletic physical players that they can't deal with. Because they have no problem uh, like we saw them play Minnesota before. They beat up on Minnesota in certain points of the game. If they were missing Jaden McDaniels, but the Kings were down a couple of players. I, if Fox wasn't there, they were down somebody um, in the first time they met. But they don't have a problem with that. They don't. Same thing if you look at, um, at Utah. Like Utah has length, mm-hmm. but a bunch of stream being guys. Uh, and you talk about um, OKC. Like just push Chet Holmgren around. That's why it's the team that has the six foot eight guy who who really bullies his way around that the Kings have a whole bunch of trouble with. Find all of this, find all of this weird. Kings are 15 to nine. There's a scenario. It's not a likely one. There's a scenario there in the three spot tonight. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. By the end of the night, they get they get a win. Memphis will need to gut one out against Oklahoma City, and Dallas plays Denver. If 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 it's, Dallas beats, if Dallas wins, they'll jump Denver. If Denver wins, they'll jump Dallas. They could be so, in the three seed by the end of the night, and we're we're. We're, we had a second-year player score 47, and we're trying to acquire Zach Levine or OG Ananobi or I'm with you. the same names that we have for the last six months. I'm with you, but I'll ask both of you guys this. Not in the same vein, but is this akin to when you talk about that, when you're like, if they win tonight, beat a bad Washington team, they could be the third seed. Like, what are we talking about? Is that akin to what people were saying about the Philadelphia Eagles all year? Like, they're winning, but it ain't right. I don't think so. I'm just I'm just asking a question. I don't think it's the Eagles. You're gonna hate when I say this. It's the Cowboys. Oh, that's that's where I'm at. Where you get to a certain and you're like, well, James hates the King. <laughs> no, Jesus. no. I think they can be a three wow. seed, but it, like, look, if you're you're gonna keep t- talking contender, contender, Sean, contender. Sean, Brendan, and James hosting the King's hater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, uh, as of right now, Minnesota in my book is not a contender. OKC is not a contender. Dallas is not a contender. Minnesota, New Orleans, not. not a contender. I don't like the Timberwolves, but man, they've—I feel like they've proved me wrong. Well, it's possible, like, but like they can win the like West, but I don't think they can win. I don't think, as of right now, I don't think they can win a title. Like maybe, maybe they they figure it out and they're this team all year long, and they show that that's who they are. But I'm still. Like I'm not 100 percent sold. But, I, I would still take Boston. I take Milwaukee. I take Philly over them without any question. And then you get to like the other teams in the East to somehow pop up and are great. And like the Heat, who somehow get to the finals. Yeah. We keep saying, man, <laughs> eh, but there they are. But then in the in the West, it's Denver. They beat them. You, you might be right about the Clippers. Like you they might be. Beat them. Yeah, you might be right about the Clippers being one of those teams. You hate to say it, but it's possible the Lakers beat them twice. I don't know. Mm. But I, I am Lakers not sure. Lakers got a lot I'm to show sure. me. Beat them so. twice. Beat Phoenix. But look, if if that's the Kings' objective, right now, if they play Houston in a playoff series, we got a problem. That's about Houston. Like, we've got a problem. <laughs> well, thank you. That's, oh, the Kings play quite. Houston. Yeah. yeah. But they play New Orleans in a playoff series. They're in trouble. You got to find it. You got to figure it out. I ain't, I ain't, yeah. Yeah. They'll 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 figure it out. Yeah, we used to have the. Uh, we'll just send Keegan out there to score forty-seven, and everything will be fine. Yeah. That's how it works, right? It'll be we could just I guess. do it that way. We used to have the designated coach. Who do you stoppers? hate more, Zach Levine or the Kings? <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. Wow, a Cowboys comp. I actually, I think the worst part was it cut me because I was like, oh, I think I know what he means. Kings are definitely not the Cowboys. No, I don't think so either. Definitely. I understood your Eagles comp. I understand both the comps. I, I, I think the. Only way you can make the Lions. Eagles comp if you if you don't if you don't like um, what you've seen from Sacramento is your expectations were just a little bit different following last year, and I think the multiple losses to the same teams is a little confusing. Mm-hmm. You have the multiple losses to the to the to the Warriors. You have three losses to the Pelicans. You know the two to Houston, like that's like the hell is this? They just keep showing you the. Those weakness. teams are fine. They're not. They're not Boston. They're not Philadelphia. They're no. like these teams are fine. Like how are we getting our ass kicked by them? But then you, but like I said, and maybe it's just purely 
We all break it down to matchups, maybe. Because then they turn around, they handle the Nuggets. They've handled the Lakers twice. Well, let's, you know, we tried. They, it was a shorthanded Nuggets. But we don't team. do that with the Kings. Because we talk about Houston, we don't talk about De'Aaron not being there. We just say it's a bad matchup and they can't play. Oh, yeah, but like Houston, I'm just writing off as two really bad games. I am. I'm not writing off Houston as like a bad matchup for the Kings. I just think it was a weird stretch in the season where you had two bad games. Kings I, can't get past Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Shout and and Dylan like, Brooks. look, I, I would can't like get to past s- Shaq, Kobe, Steph Curry, and Dylan Brooks. <laughs> there it is. I, I would like to see the Kings play against the Clippers when they're not on the second night of a back-to-back. I know the Clippers were on the second night of a back-to-back too, but just once just have a game that's straight up where no one is on the second night of a back-to-back and like see how they fare. But I still feel like we've seen too many times you can just circle the guys, whether it's Zion, whether it's Kawhi Leonard, whether you know it's uh, like Brandon Ingram. Like There are these players that the Kings cannot get around and they got they have to figure out how to do that mm-hmm. but they also just might not have the bodies to do it mm-hmm. and and that's okay that's what team building is about sometimes you get to a point where you know you got you have a team and and you can see like we can see that there might not be a ceiling on Keegan Murray but that doesn't mean that you can't see that there might be a ceiling on the Kings if they don't address you know XYZ do any so, what is this current group good enough to do? I think they're good enough to be a one-two-three seed. And a, can in, they win? Can this West? Sacramento Kings team win the West? They can win the regular season West. Um, that's not no, no, no. That's not what I'm asking. Can <laughs> they represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals? I have a tough time seeing that. I, I definitely think that they can. They can make it to the second round. Uh-huh. And I even think that there's. I think this last year. If they somehow like if the three pointer in game four goes in, and then they they would have beat the Warriors. If De'Aaron Fox doesn't get hurt, they would have beat the Warriors. I think they would have won again in the second round, and they could have been in the Western Conference Finals this last year. Okay, I mean it was none of that happened, and I I don't I don't know if I'm answering your question. I don't think they're far off of that. I think the same thing could happen this year. Same scenario you just laid out could happen this year. They get to the Western Conference Finals. Same scenario. Okay, great. The question was, can can this team represent the Western Conference? Yes. Mm. Yes. No? Because they can't beat New Orleans? I think they're close. I think they're close. Well, Denver's pretty good. I mean, so so the Clippers are pretty good. But but they've beaten Denver. That's that's what we we based this playoff series. They beat them. I know. I hate to be because I think because right now today. I think they would beat the Pelicans in a series. I understand. Because they disagree. lost, people like, they can't beat no, New Orleans. No, 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 no. I said Denver. And I think a Denver playoff series is different than beating them in the regular season. I I'm not saying they can or they can't. I'm just saying, I, and I, I shook my head because I don't want to be the guy to say the playoffs are different. But I do think that dynamic is extremely different. Those are two different questions, though. Would I so, bet on them to beat Denver? No. no. Can they? I think they can. Yeah, no, I'm not asking you to bet I on think anyone. They can. I'm asking you, is this team as constructed good enough to represent the West? I think they can because yeah. they so they can they literally it's not even like So a does fluke. Levine in, in so the, the the point in that question was does Levine increase those chances? Does OG increase those chances? Mm-hmm. Does Siakam increase those chances? I think all three of them do. All three of them. Yeah. I think two yeah. of the three do. 
I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say that. No, I, I mean, because, again, you're going to spend 40 Does million Does Levine bucks. decrease their chance? Yes. you got to be able to get stops at some point. You, you've you got to be able to – you have got to find a way to match up against the players that we keep So you rely about. on so, Kevin Herter to get stops for you? More than I would Zach Levine. Mm, wow. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that to Kevin Herter. I, uh, I'm not, to I'm, Kevin I mean, Herter. I'm just I, – I don't think it's – I don't think it's that much different. Like, I don't think it's that much different. Like, we kind of talking like Kevin Herter is But like, remember Zach Levine, the addition, the addition of Zach Levine also costs you probably mm-hmm. Harrison. So it creates mm-hmm. another you're – lo- you're losing something somewhere in that regard. Even Absolutely. if – even if you if, – if, if, if you think – two scenarios. If you think Zach and Kevin are awash, you have a deficiency – at Her- you know the Harrison position because he's mm-hmm. probably involved in this somehow. Mm-hmm. If you think Zach is a plus over Herder, it's probably not enough of a plus to lose Harrison and then pull a different rotational piece out, which is why we came up with the idea of because we came up with it because we're geniuses. Obviously, we should be running a basketball team. You probably have to get a three or a four or a three and a, you know some sort of combo forward or a, one of the positions mm-hmm. back. So either to fill Trey Lyle's spot because he's in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to keep Trey on that second unit, have a guy who can you know work with Domas, yeah, or, mean, or maybe more specifically work with Keegan. And it could be it could be as simple as though what you're talking about, Trey moving the starting lineup, Sasha backing him up. Mm-hmm. That could be part of the rotation mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I think. But to your original Can't wait till point, Sasha though, scores 47. <laughs> to your original question, though, I don't think I don't think they. I'm not at the point where I feel like they need to make a move right now because I don't see. I don't see um, the assets that the Kings have in a move that they can make that would justify being locked into this team for the next three years. Like as much as I like Zach Levine more than James, I don't know if I want to be locked into him for three or four years. Jesse, what's the goal this year for the Kings? What's the what's like what's the what's the goal? Make the playoffs. Is that mm-hmm. it? Mine hasn't changed. Like, what are they trying to reach this year? I think well, your goal and their goal are different. Yeah. Like, I think, I think right. what everyone in this room would be comfortable and in that room would be comfortable with is um, not just making the playoffs, but making it to the second round, solidifying themselves as a team that's on the rise. Right? That would be like, okay, perfect. But that's not what their goal is. Mm-hmm. They keep saying championship. They keep saying mm-hmm. these things. And, like, I, I get yes, it. They should. Mm-hmm. They should. But at the same time, in order to get there, like I, I just don't know that you're the, you, that you have you have the team to do it yet. So if you don't have enough, it go it goes. How are you going? I don't know. I don't see how you trade for somebody that's going to get you there. So with, then, with what you have not being enough, why would that be enough for somebody else and what they're trying to do, whether it's rebuild or contend? But it's not enough for you. So then, my question now is: Are we a year too early with the contender talk? Like maybe this is another development. See what I Keegan is in too. Like, are we too early as no. far as like getting them to championship contenders? As far as like making a move this year with their assets, what they have right now? No, because this is how I feel. You should talk when you have two All NBA players on your team. And I think you're talk about I, winning a championship. I think you're right. I, I don't think it's too early, but you have to be realistic about what you're missing. Sure. Like this team sure. with a tweak, a substantial, strong tweak, the right one. Sure. Why not? Real quick, the other thing about being a contender, 
is also the fact that the West is not dominant the way people right. make it out to That's be. It. Right, 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 so right, right, right. So if you were right. in, yep. in uh, 18 when it was the Warriors and yep. the Rockets at the yep. top, you can't contend with them with this team. Yep. This group in this West, I think they can come out of the West. Mm. Yeah, I'm 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 a, I'm a hundred percent with you in that in that regard. I, I I give my respect to the Denver Nuggets. We like talking about matchups. I think the Kings are a great matchup for for Denver with mm-hmm. with Jamal Murray in the lineup or out. Like mm-hmm. I think they're a great great matchup. Um, but you'd feel a whole lot better about this Kings team if they had Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I, yeah, sure, that's absolutely. that type of piece that this team is missing. Like, find me that piece. I just want them to get through the difficult matchup tonight against the uh, oh. the Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards, as I'm Kenny just, said, they're hot. They've won one of their last two. Um, just trying to get there. knowing how well they play, even despite that. Do we get a Shaqton highlight tonight from Jordan Poole or the Wizards? The poor guy slipped on a wet spot last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that video that they made about him was just way out of the line. Ooh. The Jordan Poole one. The ghost of Draymond Green punching him. You didn't see see that? that? Who made that? I don't know, but Drew Down sent it to us. The ghost of Draymond Green. It was like a hologram that took him down. That was terrible. I laughed, but it was terrible. Don't do that to my man Jordan Poole, man. Dang, I like Jordan Poole still. Just because it was funny doesn't mean it was okay. (laughs) Um, That's the rule right there. We're headed over to 102.5. Uh, we've got some business to take care of over there. James is headed off to the Golden One Center. Uh, make sure you are back here with us tomorrow, beginning at 10 a.m. Uh, with the insiders for coverage of everything that happens tonight between the Kings and the Wizards at G1C. Hit the thumbs up if you're on YouTube before you go. We'll see you here tomorrow. Uh, we got Monday night football coming up. The Jalen Hurts flu game on the way, mm. allegedly. Mm. That's here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos Seahawks. Vamos Kings like the beam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.